episode 78 of the All the Books show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news. Oh gosh, you're being so boring. What's yeah, up with sorry. You? We talk book What's news, wrong? library yeah, yeah, yeah. news, author news, literary events, uh, Legos. Know, mm-hmm. You'll have to forgive Eric. He's coming down from a chili pepper high yeah. when he saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers over the weekend. And now yeah. colors don't seem as bright. <laughs> nope. Nothing tastes as yeah. good. Sounds yeah. are but That muted. could be because of all the smoking that was going on around me. Oh, yeah. They're, like... The, the yeah. concert started. As soon as the lights went down, I was like, oh, wow. Like, the person, like, right behind huh. me, he would he would lean down. Yeah. Like, no one could see what they he was couldn't. doing. Take wow. a big drag of whatever he was smoking. Wow. And then he would, like, he would put it down, like, hide it. Yeah. And just, like, blow out all the smoke. And we're like, yeah. that guy's a super spy. Right, yeah. No one knows what he's doing. <laughs> Either that man is a dragon. Yeah. Or... <laughs> So, so sensory yeah. overload all around. Yeah. But yeah. good show? Good show? It, yeah. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? Mm, well, I've seen dinosaur stuff. Okay. So, <laughs> it yeah. was pretty good. So it was okay. like, it's it was the best up. concert I've ever been to okay. in my life. All right. It was the Chili Peppers. Yeah. They're, they're as celebrity for me as it can get. I, there can't be, there are no other like celebrities that me seeing them is going to have that same effect. Nice. I mean, Anthony Kiedis has been singing in my ears for 15 years. Wow. So. That's a long time. Yeah. I love their latest album. Was The Getaway? Is that what the whole yeah, album was called? called? That's great. We have it down in our yeah. collection. We have yeah. a few of theirs. They played The Getaway, Dark yeah. Necessities, Sick Love, Go Robot, and uh, Goodbye Angels. Wow. Which are all solid ones. Quite so, a bit. Yeah. They, Quite I, a bit of tracks from that. Yeah, they've been doing... I guess well, it their Getaway sense. tour. Yeah. So they, they had like five from it. Yeah. They played like 16 or so songs. It was really good. Cool. Two songs from uh, By The Way, two songs from uh, Stadium Arcadium. Multiple okay. songs from their Californication album because it's you know a huge one. Huh. So they started with Scar Tissue. Exciting. They did Can't Stop and then Danny California and then Scar Tissue mm-hmm. and Scar Tissue. It was like out of those three, Scar Tissue was like, yeah, everyone was so excited. Well, we have quite a few of their albums here in our collection. So if you yeah. want to relive, I have on a all their scale, albums in my collection. Eric's experience, you can check out. Yeah. Oh, we have a we have a DVD concert too, don't we? Yeah, we have them live at Slane Castle. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And that's uh, with John. Our Fichanti. arts and music uh, DVD collection is actually really great. There's a lot of concert films, yeah. a lot of different things throughout. So yeah, I can I can relive the magic at home. I've folks. used it to check that's a bunch all. of them out. I've had I watched. Uh, I think we talked about it even. I watched the uh, song remains the same, which is like this weird movie concert mm-hmm. of Led Zeppelin. Like it's a concert, and not even and people don't even consider it one of their best concerts. But every now and then, it it will break, and we'll see like some kind of trippy movie story for each of the band members like yeah. one of them is suddenly like they're they're singing the song and a guitar solo starts and then suddenly we see the band member like riding like in a boat coming to land getting on a horse and storming a castle wow and then like another one his his like fantasy dream is just him at home reading to his two british children in their album and it sounds like a strange pick. It is. I'll tell you what I'm excited for in that collection. The Eight Days a Week, the new Ron Howard Beatles touring oh, yeah. film, which coincidentally just won a Grammy. Sure did. So congratulations, Ron um, Howard and the Beatles. The Beatles, I feel like, haven't gotten enough acclaim. So it's nice true, that yeah. they're finally recognized. Because they can for, finally get another Grammy. For their contribution. Anyway, he's Eric Mickles and I'm Nick Gunning. And we are going to talk about yeah. books and that sort of thing coming up. And we even have a special guest. We have a special guest in the house today, Eric's wife. Oh, I Kendra. thought it was me again. No, you're all you're special. Sure. You're not a guest. You're yeah. a special host. Yeah. So yeah, she's a special guest. She's a special lady. She's not here right <laughs> yeah. now. So yeah. stop trying to talk. It to looks her. like one of us uh, is going to be a third wheel, though. You got you and your wife. So yeah. I, I'm sure it will be weird. Well, for you've her, got uh, you've got wheel. your new Joey Fatone. You think I'm the third wheel? Because I met her. 
Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. She's going to drag us down. Yeah, First of sorry. all, it's not Joey Fatone. It's Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Who's Joey Fatone? From NSYNC? Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, Joey Tribbiani. So. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about Nicholas Sparks with Kendra a little yeah. bit later. No, no, no. Quick, stay, podcasts. It's yeah, gonna, no. It, it'll, <laughs> it'll be a good it'll be show. Fun. It'll be yeah. fun. Kendra's an expert, and we're both yeah. novices when it comes to Nicholas Sparks. So it's a Valentine Though episode. No, you and I. Surprise. It's a Valentine we, episode. Yes, it's a Valentine. We both read the no same Nicholas. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, never mind. All right. Uh, before we before we dig into our bookmark, I wanted to mention, too, uh, that also over the weekend, the Image Awards happen. So the Image Award is an accolade presented by the NAACP to honor outstanding people of color in film, television, music, and literature. So before we dig into other things, I wanted to go over the winners for literature this year. So the, uh, the Image Award for Outstanding Literary Work in Fiction went to The Book of Harlan by Bernice L. McFadden. Uh, for nonfiction, Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly, which you probably have heard of because the movie's such a huge hit right now. It is. It's, so. it's making a buku buck. It's, not, yeah. it's one of those uh, Academy ones where it gets a whole bunch of award nominations, yeah. but it's also... Yeah, acclaim and popularity. Yeah. Yeah. So Bat and La La Land are the two that are like having the most success out yeah. of all the Oscar ones right now. Though Fences is doing pretty good. Uh, from what I've read. Yeah, I do uh, want to see that. Especially because it has like such a low budget. Yeah. And it's Denzel. Yeah, based on the August Wilson play. There's your there's your page to screen adaptation right there. Uh, yeah. Outstanding literary work debut and outstanding literary work biography went to the same person, Trevor Noah, for Born Boom. a Crime, Stories from a South African Childhood. I have not read this yet. Is this yet. his debut? His first book? His first book. I almost book. kind of find that hard yeah. to believe. Yeah, I haven't read this yet, but it's definitely on my list, and I just... Um, you read anything a, a that bunch comes out of, of us, The Daily Show. STLS librarians went to uh, meet with Senator Young down in Jamestown and uh, Tina from the Cuba Library. She and I got to talking about this book. She recommended it highly, and I already wanted to read it, so definitely I'm going to be there checking in. Outstanding, outstanding Literary Work Instructional <laughs> went to Eric's hero, Damon John, The Power of Broke. Uh, one, we do we have this in our collection. Yeah. Uh, two, out of all the sharks, Mark Cuban is my He's, okay, is the so go-to favorite. for me. But Damon is great. If I, could, if I ever had a product in Damon... John yeah. wanted to invest. Oh man, You'd forget about it. Okay. If Damon and Mark Cuban both went in on my product, on my I don't know, shampoo that rinses your hair green. Okay. Green shampoo. Yeah. But also leaves your hair green. You you would And that, also spells okay. your name. That that sounds like a good idea. Look, I'm looking for two hundred thousand dollars for ten percent equity I, I in my company. No, I no. <laughs> I'll I'll give you five thousand for twenty five percent. That's that's my final option. Okay, hold on. Yep. Let me tell. Can I make a okay. phone call? Yep. Okay. Listen, I just talked to my wife. She yeah. said uh, that's a no go. Okay. I well, need. I need the five uh, million. I, I'm not 10%. securing this product, so for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Darn it! Sorry, Barbara. Please. <laughs> All right. Wait. All right. We have one more uh, winner yeah. for, for the Image Awards for the adult section. Outstanding literary work in poetry uh, goes to Rita Dove for her collected poems, 1974 to 2004. Mm-hmm. A few uh, youth awards. Why the doesn't awards, the Rita Dove so... sing anymore? I don't know. Is that a phrase? No. Oh, okay. Uh, outstanding liter- literary work for children. I don't know why I'm reading this. You, you're the head of youth services. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiny Stitches, The Life of Medical Pioneer Vivian Jones. Oh. Uh, an outstanding literary work, er, Youth and Teens, As Brave as You by Jason Reynolds. Jason Reynolds. Do we have those? Do you know? Uh, we're getting them. I think, okay. I think we have, I think others in the system have them if we don't. So anyway, all of those uh, are available through STLS, and we can certainly get them for you. To see the complete list of winners and other nominees, hey, do you, you can your visit water? the website at naacpimageawards.net. I get a cup of water over Thanks. on my side. Thanks for my water. Now you get That's thirsty. So this is uh, thirsty anyway, work. Let's uh, let's dive into our bookmark now. So what have you been reading, buddy? 
Oh, where's my Goodreads? I oh, I didn't even open it up. Oh, boy. I can what, start then. What am I even doing? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. I read a slew of graphic novels. <laughs> Shocker for everybody involved. I know. Yeah. I finished Spidey Volume 2. Great 12-volume Spider-Man <laughs> series. I love 12 it. 12-volume? 12 12-issue. 12 12-issue. 12 yeah. yeah. Two volumes. Oh, good thing I'm here. I, I recommend this so highly, so I think you should check it out sometime. Uh, I read Batman I Am Gotham, the first volume of Batman from the Rebirth era. I think I'm like one volume left of the new 52 era before very, I get to that. Very, very different from the Scott Snyder run. Okay, yeah. And I think in a good way. I think okay. it was a nice, refreshing... It had its problems, but I'll definitely yeah. read volume. I think two. I brought up before that I think the Scott Snyder run has like, like ran out like after zero year. Yeah, it was like all right, maybe he should have. He's like, still on it though. He's he's there's a new title called All Star Batman written by oh, Scott yeah. Snyder. So he's. Still I just on think board. maybe there comes a point where you've said most yeah, of what you want to say about yeah. a character. Like yeah. it's I feel long, like long he run. said what he wants to say about Batman and the Joker. I mean, when you he did the zero year was an origin story. Yeah. So like once you what else do you have to say yeah. after Batman's origin Unless story? You can tell the final story. Yeah. Though Chris Claremont wrote X Men for seventeen years. Wow. But so. that's a team too. That's different. You can it's true, and he kept making elements. new characters. Yeah. Like he made so. Gambit like his last two years on the thing. Uh, based on Eric's suggestion, I read Why the Last Man. Wait, did you like I Am Gotham? Oh, I did like I Am Gotham. Yeah, I okay. said that. That's that's in our collection, right? I don't think we do have that one, actually. Oh, that was your... You bought that. I did, yeah. Oh, okay. I can never tell when you're buying something or checking something Uh, out. Anyway, Why the Last Man, good stuff. Uh, Invincible 21, long-running Robert Kirkman series, coming to a close very soon, so I'm sad about that. Uh, All those were good. I also finished The Lost Years by J.M. Dillard. Why did you... And I'm currently reading... Go ahead. I'm sorry. What what were you going to ask me? Go ahead. I'm currently reading Backblast by Mark (laughs) Greeney. So, Mark... That's just... I don't... It's a weird title. That's just a fart, Nick. Oh, you're not wow. supposed to say that yeah. on the podcast. Sorry. We keep it clean. Yeah, you're right. It is an awkward title, though. And yeah. I haven't really got to what it means yet, but yeah. I'm really liking this. I picked this up on a whim. Uh, we were talking about this author, I think, last week. Uh, I think he, he has another book in this series coming out. And we talked about this a little bit. So that sort of put it on my radar. But I picked this one up, and I'm really enjoying it. Now, Mark Greeney, uh, you might recognize the name more from the Tom Clancy world because he's writing a lot of the Tom Clancy series right now. Uh, so I haven't read any of those, but this is, I think, actually, I'm reading book five in his Gray Man series about, like, basically a burned spy, uh, but it grabbed me right from the start. It's a big, thick book, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it, so I'll uh, I'll keep you posted yeah. on that. I'm about to start my, my book club books, uh, Pelican Brief and The Nest by Cynthia Diaperick Sweeney, so those are sort of next on my list. Cool. You'll have to uh, tell me about, well, I mean, you will. Yeah, I But I look will. forward to hearing about The Nest. Yeah, all right. I'll so, tell you. That's the, that was on the New York Times bestsellers list for a while. Yeah, it's about a while. the... Yeah family that has to deal with the fact that they get a smaller inheritance than they yeah. were planning on yeah so yeah mm-hmm. that's rough and they had all bought boats yeah no, they everyone had a boat um how come you just skipped over why the last man well i figured we'd dig into it a little more when we talk about our non-superhero graphic novels yeah down the road i, guess. I did i did like it though i'll give you that nice. i'm definitely gonna keep reading um, the series you might just like brian k vaughn maybe because you also like paper girls mm-hmm. and you like why the last man oh, that's right he writes paper girls uh, yeah. have, do you, have you read runaways my wife has read it, but I haven't. Okay. I can't think of anything else you might have read by him. Yeah. But you got some other stuff. I think I gave you, had left you Ex Machina. Yeah, I've got a few things. Which is his uh, Mayor of New York, yep. former superhero book. Yep. All right. Uh, what have I read? Nick, thanks for asking again. Oh, to double check sorry. I'll, I'll re-ask. All right. Are you all done? Yeah, I'm all done. Okay. Yep. That seems like a light load for you. Oh. You had a busy week okay. slash yeah. weekend? All right. Yeah. I finished Kenneth Opal's Every Hidden Thing. Oh, the the paleontology book. It's so. Um, I'm gonna have to connect this to right now. I'm reading Dragon's Teeth. 
Oh, by Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Somebody so, got an ARC copy. Yeah. So I got a, an advanced reader's copy of uh, Dragon's Teeth, which I'm giving to Nick as soon as I finish. And uh, I'm reading every hidden. Thi- I finished every hidden thing by Kenneth Opal. Both are about two rival paleontologists set during the Bone Wars of the 18th uh, <laughs> century, the 1800s. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is that every hidden thing, the two fathers are based off the characters. Okay. Off the real-life paleontologists who had the real rivalry. And uh, Dragon's Teeth by Michael Crichton is about those actual... Really? Uh, so, like, uh, every hidden thing, they're made-up names. You know, there's some... Okay. Uh, there's some liberties taken in their stories and stuff, and it's about their kids. Their okay. son and... The one son and the other's daughter and how they fall in love and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Michael Crichton is just like... It's following this fictional character who ends up working with both of these real life paleontologists. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that these two books would be out at the around the same time. Yeah, about the same thing. Like yeah, the Bone Wars are back, baby. Yeah, they are. Um, you know back what I'm? You know way. what I've learned from both of these books? I don't. I don't know if to. I ever knew this as a kid. I feel yeah. embarrassed that I didn't. But when they were discovering new dinosaurs, sometimes all they discovered was their teeth. Mm. But from their from the teeth, yeah. they were able to calculate how big the dinosaur was wow. because the dinosaur's jaw would have a row of those teeth so they would you know measure the teeth and decide how many teeth would be in that jaw and so for the jaw would then need a skull big enough to support that jaw which would need a neck strong Mm -hmm. enough to hold that which would need a body and vertebrae and then they were able to calculate you know like the t-rex is this big because Hmm. its teeth are this big that's fascinating i love it do you think because now i have pretty big buck teeth in the front i got these two big ones okay if paleontologists were to just find these two teeth do you think they would think i was like eight feet tall based I, on that same no, logic no i don't think so okay i think you're okay oh you like the teeth yeah they're fine thank you um so every hidden thing they weren't great in second grade yeah. when they came in it was real big okay but anyway every hidden thing was too much romance for me oh not enough dinosaurs what are you gonna do well uh, speaking lot- <laughs> of too much romance nicholas sparks yeah uh lots of lots of them just like being a boy and girl in love out in the just West. kissing um and it turns at the same time there was uh they call it the indian war it was against the sioux and the crow okay so they had to deal with um you know very aggressive native and very aggressive native population mm-hmm. uh out there and so that's how like that's where every hidden thing like uh action drama comes from like being in that uh that time and so far dragon's teeth has stopped being about the dinosaurs, and now it's this one character trying to get the bones from one place to the other. So he ended up in Deadwood. Ah. So it's become like, it's almost like it's more of a straight Western. Yeah. Like it's Michael Crichton's Western book rather than, you know, a book on dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just interesting that hmm. obviously they don't think that I'd be entertained at this, them discovering dinosaurs. But you would be. Yeah. Does it feel Crichton-y? I mean, does it yeah. seem right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it feels very Crichton-y. Nice. So, okay. um... I read volume three of Unwritten. This is by Mike Carey. It's a graphic novel uh, about a kid, who, a guy, he's kind of, he, his dad wrote this Harry Potter-like book mm-hmm. and based the Harry Potter character called uh, Tommy Taylor after his son, Tommy. And, but maybe Tommy's really magic. I can't read this comic <laughs> series anymore. I have only three volumes. It's the wordiest, clunkiest thing i've ever read and like when i say wordy i don't mean to say i'm a lazy reader yeah like and i don't want words in my comic books but there is an art in comic books to providing enough words and pictures like equally so that like each feels important Uh so that 
when you're like when you look at a page you don't feel like exhausted looking at all those speech bubbles you know what i mean yeah because like it's just you with a book yes all you have is the words, yeah. so you're absorbing it but when you're combining like pages like it's same novel sized text in a book where you also now have to absorb all the illustrations and the action and everything it's just it's too much man yeah I mean, there's some people who you. don't read any comics right now and go like, "This lazy sob, <laughs> just can't, just can't read a speech bubble." No, it's and it's bad when it's boring. Yeah, so I couldn't do it. Okay, I'm done. So you're and giving for up the next? Wow, for for years now. Okay, until like you know, I get to a place I'm like, "Oh, what's that series I was reading? Maybe it'll be better." And yeah. maybe I will. It happens before. Yeah. Maybe I'll love it again. Maybe you will. Uh, trees. I read the first two volumes of Trees. These are in our collection. It's a great oh, novel yeah. series. Oh, yeah. I haven't read them. My wife likes them. But it I've... is. Oh, I thought you had read them. Mm-mm. They are weird. Really? But I like them. They're by Warren Ellis. He's pretty reliable for weird, cool, <laughs> uh, well-thought-out stuff. Okay. I also read a Nicholas Sparks book. We'll hey. We'll save that for the thing. Okay. And again, I'm reading Dragon Teeth. Dragon Teeth. So, I'm yeah, I'm like 100 pages away from finishing it. I see. So, okay. I would have... I was. Would have finished it before then, but we had lunch. Yeah, so I remember. It's pretty good. You're gonna finish it today, you think? Uh, well, maybe not today. Now that we're doing this episode, I see. But uh, yes, for very soon. I need to finish it so I can finish some other stuff and give you Dragon Teeth. Yeah. So I know. All right. You know what though? I didn't mention. uh, I had another advanced readers copy of Miles Morales by Jason Reynolds. Oh yeah. Uh, It's a it's a YA book about Miles Morales, Spider Man. Yeah. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. I tried real hard. Spider Man. I kept reading. It never picked up. Sorry, man. So I didn't finish it. So yeah. I guess take that with a grain of salt because proof. I never... Well, to be fair, we're in a smaller library, but I haven't seen proof of these young adult superhero books really catching fire. Yeah. Our Lois Lane books don't do so See, well. See, I like those, though. Those yeah. are strong and well-written. I we didn't have, find this to be... We have an Iron Man novel yeah, that's, called The Gauntlet. That's Young Colfer, too, right? Yeah. yeah. We have uh, two Black Widow books, and we have yeah. two... Um, Lois Lane books. And on the way, there's a Squirrel Girl novel yeah, uh, called Squirrel Meets World, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's good. There's the Miles Morales one. Mm-hmm. We've got a Wonder Woman book coming out. And then there's also a Captain Marvel book coming out. And I, I'm sure there's, like, more yeah. on their way. And it's just, I don't, at this library, I don't really see the demand. And it's I, funny when you think about, like, when I was a kid... That just that thing just didn't exist. Yeah, you know, like it was really hard to find something like yeah. that. Now it's like all over the place. It's true. It's when the first, like when the very late. first X Men movie came out, yeah, I got my mom got me the novelization, yeah, uh, like hardback for Christmas. And like yeah. when I finished it, I'm like, I just want more of this, yeah. like X Men in book form, right. continuing adventures and everything. Yeah. But like, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So which is too bad. But I think the YA genre in general is like. Yeah, it's it's gone through such a metamorphosis even over the last like ten years. A metamorphosis years. samurai. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that like it used to be something that people really thought to write to. Yeah, you know, like you just didn't get a lot for that age. So yeah. I think it's expanding more and more, and now yeah. it has a lot of crossover. And yeah. you know, it's one of the more successful genres right now. I think in fiction, but yeah, interesting. So you don't think they're really going to take off? Well, maybe they will. Like, I don't know how others are doing. Yeah. You know, like in a, in New York City, at the, you know, the library there, is it doing well? Or yeah. like bigger bigger libraries with more foot traffic. So like here, it's really just like, you know, certain big name authors yeah. I see. Um, or like a very heavy word of mouth book. And I don't right. think these superhero ones are surviving off no. of word of mouth. No, probably so, not. And also like, you know, Black Widow and Lois Lane. Black Widow is pretty well represented in the Marvel stuff, but like, 
Lois Lane. Like, if I was a kid, like, if I was a teenage girl today and I was watching the Batman Superman movie or Man of Steel, like, Lois Lane would not be on my list of, like, no, super people, cool yeah, heroes. It's true. But then, maybe she would. I'm not a, I'm not a girl. Yeah. I'm not a teen girl. You're not a teen girl. I, no. yeah. If I had a genie wish, I would wish for a day to be a teen girl and see who would be my heroes. That would be a great movie. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably learn a lot. Yeah, I It would be would. a yeah. terrible day, I'm sure. Yeah. Very emotional. Yeah. Very uh, frightening. Yeah. In this climate. I, I think so, too. So. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about books coming out. Okay. What do you got coming out this very week? Oh, right. I was about to start looking at the uh, New York Times bestsellers list. Don't get ahead of yourself, Spanky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spanky? Yeah. From like little rascals. Okay, <laughs> a divide. All oh, right, so I gotta tell everybody what this is. They, these are the books that are coming out February fourteenth, <gasps> Valentine's Day. Yeah, they're coming out on Valentine's Day. So yeah. if you don't have a book for your sweetheart, what, what's the? I guess they're either either one is sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Nick. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> these right. So these are coming out February fourteenth. Grab your sweetheart a book and put it a little, put it in a bag. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, candy of some form. Yeah. So I like Twizzlers myself. Do you like Twizzlers? Yeah. Okay. So well, your wife's not here yet, so well, she'll have to listen to the playback. And yeah. Catch it. Uh, a Divided Spy by Charles Cumming. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that uh, name. I don't know. Thomas Kell thought he was done with spying. Yeah. And now he's a divided spy, and he Uh-oh. can't decide if he's spying or not. Oh boy. Am I spying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that uh, sounds great. Yeah. I guess I just clicked on everything. I don't want to. I'm gonna close some of these because I don't, okay, I don't well, care. Let's get to the good stuff. Tell August me Snow. I don't know why I chose this one by Stephen Mac Jones. I like it. I like the title. August Snow. August Snow. Yeah. Uh, from the wealthy suburbs to the remains of Detroit's bankrupt factory district, August Snow is a fast-paced tale of murder, greed, sex, economic cyber terrorism, race, and urban decay. I sure hope one of those wasn't murder. Yeah, murder was the first one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! What Sorry. a terrible way to start. Yeah. Uh, Hey, speaking of, mm-hmm. Gunmetal Gray, a gray man novel yeah. by Mark Gray. Yes. No, Mark no. Greeny. Mark Greeny. No. Uh, so this is, what'd you say, book five? Yeah. Okay. Sorry I was, I was so rude there. Like, I what'd was, you say? I was re- I'm reading book five right now. Oh, so this, wow. All right. Well, I think maybe that's book six. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is on, uh, I'm on um, Book Reporter, and they don't put like, book number i see here. okay so but yeah gunmetal gray so you're on book you've read the series no i just picked up book five i didn't realize it was book five but it doesn't really seem to matter it's so funny because when i looked at it i was gonna be like do you know who this is and yeah, there you go i do yeah it's right there Crazy. on my desk who that could plan this brick uh listeners we didn't plan this. it couldn't be plans no <laughs> uh, i mean uh heartbreak hotel <gasps> the elvis presley story and alex delaware novel oh by jonathan kellerman uh, sorry i haven't read Dalton. Jonathan Kelly. Alex Delaware and Milo Sturgis investigate the death of Alex's most mysterious patient to date in the sensational new thriller from Jonathan Kellerman. I guess I got to put Jonathan Kellerman on the book club list for next year. Have you never done that? No. Oh. Uh, well, you got to. I, that's what sorry I that it's. I built your hopes up with Elvis. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, you're losing your energy again. Do you want me to give you a Oh, good okay. Heart, Insomniac City. New York, Oliver, and me. Talk about my kind of city. Yeah, really. I'd be there and like, hey, guys, it's 2.30. They're like, we're still up down. You'd be their mayor. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. You. A moving celebration of what... Oh, this is by Bill Hayes. Okay. Why do I recognize that name? I don't know. Okay. Isaac Hayes was Shaft. Was it Isaac Hayes? Yes. He was also a chef on South Park. I'll take your word for it. But what happened was that he became a Scientologist. I'm not interested. And they did a Scientology episode. 
and he left. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he was he was chef. The, the guy with that's, the big that's how we started. He yeah. always sang songs. All right, yeah. uh, a moving celebration of what Bill Hayes calls the Evans sent the eavesdropped the unexpected of life in New York City, an intimate glimpse of his relationship with the late Oliver Sacks. Okay. Who's Oliver Sacks? I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> Roger, who's <laughs> Oliver Sacks? Never mind. Know. Don't pull him in. Um, Oliver Sacks. Is this really happening? Yeah, we got to figure out who this is. He's okay. a neurologist. Is that's it? Just a neurologist? I can't even say it. Neurologist? Neurologist, naturalist, and author who spent. What did he write? Man, was, oh boy, this is boring. Yeah, Listeners, it sure I am was. sorry. Yeah, you owe them an apology. Oh, he wrote. Oh, you know what? Somebody just asked. This is awful. No, we had a patron come in and ask me where all our Oliver Sacks books were because uh-huh. they were down. Like she was looking for the author particularly. She even checked out On the Move, which is his biography. Okay. So now I remember. All right. All right, Lincoln in the Bardo. Uh, I like the cover. It's very sketchy. Is it Abraham Lincoln? Uh, the long-awaited first novel from the author of Tenth of December. So you've been waiting for this since the long, tenth, a yeah. long time. Yeah, a moving, an original father-son story featuring none other than Abraham Lincoln. Wow, as well as an unforgettable cast of supporting characters, living and dead, historical and invented. February eighteen sixty-two. The Civil War is less than one year old. How can learning never, to walk? How come it's always Abraham Lincoln? Why don't we ever? There's so there's a lot of there's like forty what forty-five presidents. That's a lot. Why why aren't we having any fiction books about say Chester Arthur? You're the only or one. Or Millard Fillmore? You're the only one Star right now who Fox. could say Chester Arthur and know who you're talking I'm about. I'm the only one who yeah. could say that. Okay. He had big mutton chops. That's pretty much the only thing people know. <laughs> the fighting has begun one of the in worst earnest. presidents we've <laughs> ever had. Uh, meanwhile, so far. Oh. President Lincoln's beloved 11-year-old son, Willie, lies upstairs in the White House, gravely Ooh, ill. Bad and news. And today's, despite predictions of a recovery, Willie dies and is laid to rest in a Georgetown cemetery. Uh, cemetery. I said seminary. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't bury people That wouldn't make any sense at all, no. <laughs> My poor boy. He was... Oh, wait. He kind of has a high voice. My poor boy. He That's was too Abraham good Lincoln. for his earth. <laughs> the Terrible. president says at the time, mm-hmm. God has called him home. Wow. Is that not what so, Lincoln said? This is like? a really... A depressing topic this year. <laughs> so it's hard. It's an astonishing feat of imagination and a bold step forward from one of the most... Yeah, it's a real bold step forward to write an Abraham Lincoln novel. <laughs> I'm done. George Saunders. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, if it was an author, Chesterton. Or yeah. Chesterton Arthur? Which one is it? Chester Arthur. Chester Arthur. But I like Arthurton Chesterton or whatever you said. <laughs> author Chesterton. Author yeah. Chesterton. So it's... Chester, Chester Arthur. Arthur yeah. All right, yeah. If it was a book on him, yeah. and hanging out with like Frankenstein, that would be bold. <laughs> that would be bold. So, yeah. what number president was he? Oh, I don't know. In the middle there somewhere. <laughs> In the middle there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Millard Fillmore is one of your heroes. Yeah, though. Millard Fillmore. He's in your time. he's in your presidential he's fan in my, fiction. Yeah, my Time Fox book. Yeah. yeah, where you travel back in time to stop your evil brother. Yeah. From. I don't even remember. <laughs> messing with the time stream. Yeah, messing you know, with this. So for his you, own personal gain. You travel back to when? when? The time of Millard Fillmore. Which is? That's right, that's right around the Lincoln time. I think it's after Lincoln. Okay. Why wouldn't you travel to... The, why wouldn't your brother travel to Lincoln? For exactly what we're talking about. It's too obvious. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm going to write a book about Abraham Lincoln. It's yeah. insane. Who are you? It's so yeah. done. 
Yeah, you're not as bold as previous authors. No way. Racing the Devil, an Inspector Anne Rutledge mystery. Okay. I'm tired of reading all these something-something-something uh, mysteries. You choose I'm the books. I'm tired of you every... You choose the books. Well, I'm just tired of everybody thinking they, like, oh, because it's a someone mystery, it's a something book. I've never heard of Anne Rutledge, and I've never heard of Charles Todd. I Oh, yeah, I have heard. Yeah. Oh, you have? I have, yeah. Oh. My apologies Sorry. to the Charles Todd estate. It's all right. It's all right. Charles Todd, Scotland Yard's Anne Rutledge finds himself caught in a twisted web of vengeance, old mm-hmm. grievances, and secrets that lead back to World War One and the 19th installment. Oh, wow, 19. Okay, I guess this is a something-something yeah. series. Oh, he was right before Lincoln. Oh, good, yeah. M- sure. Miller Fillmore, just, just to yeah. clarify. Wow, you're traveling back really far. I thought you were traveling really? back to, like, the 40s. Or no, the no, no, no. Okay. No. It would have to be between 1850 and 1853. <laughs> what is your brother going to be able to Here's do to that quirk. He had no vice president. Crazy. Is that true? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Uh, the Chilbury Ladies' Choir mm-hmm. by Jennifer Ryan. She sounds familiar. Not to me. Oh. Through letters and journals, the Chilbury Ladies' Choir unfolds the struggle affairs and deceptions of triumphs of a village choir during World War II that harkens back to the bold days of Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Abraham Lincoln kidding, again. I was kidding about Abraham. Oh, okay. During the World War II. All right, good. So, uh, the dark and other love stories. Okay. You know, you know, I mean sure. by that yeah. title. Let's do it. It's funny. The dark. Yeah. And other love stories. And other love stories. Like the dark is one of the love stories. Yeah. It's called the dark. I know. That's by Deborah Willis. You're. I hear it. You, you're you're the dark. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll always have. Wait a minute. Millard Fillmore's house is in East Aurora. Why have we not gone? Of New York? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. You would love that. He built the house in 1826. Wait, so we. That's insane. Okay. He only lived there for four years. But enough about Millard Fillmore. Tell me more about your fiction. Not my fiction. Yeah. Uh, We'll always have Casablanca, the life, legend, and afterlife of Hollywood's (laughs) most beloved movie. For the 75th anniversary of its premiere, the incredible story of how Casablanca was made and why it remains the most beloved of Hollywood films. Hmm. You ever see Casablanca? No, actually, I haven't. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've seen it multiple times. Okay. It's really good. I've never seen it. it it's, its reputation is well-earned. Okay. Casablanca was first released in 1942, just two weeks after the city of Casablanca itself surrendered to American troops led by General Patton. Featuring a pitch-perfect screenplay, a classic soundtrack, and an unforgettable performance by uh, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and the deep supporting cast, Casablanca was hailed at the New York Times as a picture that makes the spine tingle and the heart take leap. Wow. The film won Oscars for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and would go on to enjoy more revival screenings than any other movie in history. It became so firmly ensconced in the cultural imagination that, as Umberto Eco once said, Casablanca is not one movie. It is movies. Wow. Bold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget how uneducated and uh, ignorant you really are. Hmm. Sure know a lot about Miller Fillmore. Yeah. <laughs> While you were out there watching your Casablancas, yeah. I was writing elaborate fan fiction <laughs> about Millard Fillmore. Yeah. So, so who's, you, who's uneducated now? Do you and Millard, like, team up? He was the best man at my wedding to Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. So, all right, are you done? Should you I, went back in time. You went back in time with Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Oh, you both went back in time. I was wondering if you brought Millard Fillmore companion. to the present. No. Okay. No, that's too dangerous. So, if you get married, he could have all that inside information on what today's like. Can the president? Uh, can the president can marry the president? somebody? 
I don't know. Do they have Do they have that ability? To we say, We never had to cross that bridge because he was already my best man, and I didn't want him to be pulling sure. double duty. So. Um, the Pope married us, actually. So when you're when you get married in the past, yeah. but the time travel does it still count in the future? In the eyes of God, okay. Not not in the laws of man. Okay, sure. The paperwork makes no sense. Yeah, that's true. How am I going to get married a hundred years before I was born? Doesn't yeah. make any sense. You know oh, what geez, I mean? You'd have to get married like five times legally. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like that. You're making these. You're married to Stephanie Meyer jokes now. <laughs> well, it's easier for <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, Winter of the Gods by Jordana Max Brodsky. Hey, did you know Manhattan has many secrets? Yeah. Do you know some are older than the city itself? I assumed. Well, then I don't have anything to tell you about this book. There's okay. a deer on the cover and a light beaming down. Oh, that sounds fun. It looks like God himself has said, deer. Was this the shack? Yes, it's the shack. Wow. Starring a deer. Wow. Yes. Okay. And you shall be my deer. All right. Uh, we got two young adult books, and then I'm done. Okay. Uh, ones and Zeros. This is a Meridor novel. This is the second book by Dan Wells in this series. I read the first book. Not a fan. Kind of boring. You like your Dan Wells, though. Uh, I think I really only like Dan Wells when he's writing the I'm Not a Serial Killer books. Because oh. I've read some of his other stuff, and I'm just like, Bleh. Like the Parcels trilogy? Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just, it's just long and dull. Okay. So, it's weird. I don't... The Parcel series, though, is very popular here at the library. Those books are always checked out. So, Ones Parcels? and Zeros. Yeah, Parcels is very popular here. Okay. Um, ones and Zeros. So, again, book two. This is like a cyberpunk thing for kids. Or teens, I'm sorry. And okay. then this one, this is young adult. This is by Brittany Cavallaro. Uh, I feel like she heard my last days or first days of autumn. Uh huh. And then she wrote this book, The Last of August. Oh, no. Yeah. What a betrayal. Yeah. Actually, it's about um, Jamie huh. Watson and Charlotte Holmes. Okay. Yeah. You, you took a second. Okay. Jamie Watson yeah. and Charlotte Holmes. Charlotte like, Holmes. Kids of yeah okay uh, are not... I'm not a big I've never been a big like anything connected to Sherlock Holmes I gotta see it that's not really a draw for me okay yeah I don't know this is, I don't know it looks like it's okay. modern so I don't All think right. they're related to okay them. oh but they're about to untang- uh, untangle a web of shocking truths about the Holmes and Moriarty families maybe they're distant relatives in elementary school I played a character named Blunder Watson in a <laughs> childhood christmas musical yeah. if that's what this yeah, is yeah we're all the kids like that's hilarious because watson's not a blunder pretty much he's constantly on his toes yeah, it was it was the big time are you done should i talk about yeah, i'm now? done man i'm sorry okay that's all right look uh you know what i've got two things that i want to mention before i jump into my book news here first i saw lego batman yeah that, we've already passed the bookmark you i loved go it back. it was what? so good you didn't yeah it was great i asked you while we were having lunch but you wouldn't I tell know, me i know because i wanted to talk about it now yeah it was so funny yeah it was funny and they pulled so many different like quirky little things from like every different incarnation of batman and like rolled them all together and then you have all these like other characters from different works popping in crossing over and on top of that it was just hilarious because it it's, it's still fun it's still no like colorful good movie it's still in the lego universe I like guess. the lego movie universe i guess so like batman's interacting with like voldemort and yeah. uh Space and Ninja people. Turtles, and yeah. Lord, anything that's had a, a Lego figurine, yeah, the, Batman can hang out with. Pretty much, pretty much. So, so very good. So it's not just like a, it's not just Batman then. Yeah, it's everything. The other thing that I wanted to mention was this is a page to screen adaptation, but it's very Lego Batman weird. No, oh. Are, have you heard of the show Superior Donuts? No, it's on CBS yes. with Judd Hirsch. Okay, and it's just like. Like a CBS show, you know? It's uh-huh. about a man who owns a donut store, and it's failing, and he uh-huh. hires some kid to come in and, like, spice things up and make it popular again. Sitcom? 
It is a sitcom, yeah. Sick. Yeah. And then I saw in the credits, it was like based on the play by Blah. And so I recognized the name. Uh-huh. The the author of the play is Neil Tracy Simon. Tracy Letts. Okay. Tracy Letts, who who won the Pulitzer Prize for August Osage County, oh. which was made into that movie with Julia Roberts. And Meryl Streep. Right, yeah. Right after he wrote August Osage County, won the Pulitzer Prize and all that, he wrote the play Superior Donuts, which has now been translated into like, uh, a sitcom, a, like yeah, like a sort of a lazy CBS sitcom. Oh, lazy! Yeah, That's not good. So it's really strange. Yeah, and now I want to read the play because I'm just confused because right. I love August sure. Osage County. It's great writing. Uh-huh. So I got to go read this play, and like the show is not great, right? But I'm so interested because it's such outside of the Odd Couple. I can't think of another time this has happened when they've taken like a play and adapted it into like an ongoing sitcom. I'm. I'm sure it's happened. Probably. Many a time. But I can't think of another one. Uh, what about Streetcar Named Desire? The sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing of a Salesman seems like something that would be like on HBO for two AMC. seasons. Yeah, AMC. AMC. Yeah. Just watch his, right. his life just yeah. self-destruct just slowly for four seasons. Yeah. Yep. All the right. slow death of a salesman. <laughs> Over four seasons. Yeah. Hey, I finished uh, Luke Cage. Oh, how was it? Uh, I didn't love it. Okay. Um, it's it's good. And the characters are good, but it's very slow. Okay. And I feel like it's a pace that isn't as purposeful as like Jessica Jones for me right now feels like the one that has the best pacing okay. out of all these like Marvel superhero shows. Daredevil's slow, but because I like the character so much and it has like these intense action scenes, it kind of makes up for it. But Luke Cage, like it's slow and I don't feel like it was like thoughtful. I felt okay. like maybe they thought it was a little bit more interesting at ah. times. Um, and the other problem is he's bulletproof and he's super strong. So yeah. he can't be hurt and he can take out most threats. So there are, aren't any like standout action scenes mm-hmm. because there's like one cool scene, one cool like action beat where he's basically storming into a safe house with a car door, tearing pipes out of the walls and just, and like, it's fun. Cause he's just a bulldozer going right. through these people. And that is in episode three. Okay. And it's the last one like that. Oh, like then it's just watching people shoot him and have no effect. And it's just, it's just not as, like, it's okay that he's invincible and super strong, because that can be fun to just watch him, like, plow through bad guys. But, right. like, they play him as not wanting to be a hero, not wanting to do this stuff. So, like, the lack of action is due to the character not wanting to take action. Jeez. And it's just not... It's like he doesn't even want to be in his own show. Yeah. There's mm. some, like, powerful points in there. And there's, there's some, there is, like, a lot of good in there. It's just, to me, it's the slowest of the shows. Okay. And, but... Uh, I look forward to seeing him again in The Defenders. All right. It's Iron Fist and then The Defenders. That sounds fun. So, All right. Well, Eric hit you up with all the books coming out the week of the 14th. Yeah, sure did. Uh, these are books coming out in the next several months, uh, mostly April, the ones that I've selected for today. You know what they so, say. first of all. April books yes. bring... May looks. Why? Yeah, but why? Never I, mind. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alexander McCall Smith. Oh! <gasps> Friend of the library, Alexander mm-hmm. McCall Smith. My Italian Bulldozer. Funny thing about this story. He, the agency sent me this book, right. My Italian Bulldozer. Uh, it doesn't come out until April something. Uh-huh. Uh, April Did 4th. Not, April 4th. He only talked about this. He told this story 
as if it were a true story, right? like a tall tale, and it killed. Yeah. It's about, well, let me read a little bit to you okay. here. Uh, when writer Paul Stewart heads to the idyllic Italian town of Montesino to finish his already late book, it seems like the perfect escape from a stressful city life. Upon landing, however, things quickly take a turn for the worse when he discovers his hired car is nowhere to be found. <laughs> With no record of any reservation and no other calls of cars available, it looks like Paul is stuck at the airport. That is, until an enterprising stranger offers him an unexpected alternative. While there may be no cars available, yes. there is something else on offer. This A bulldozer. This wasn't a true story. Not a true story. He lied to yes. us. He like, he told us, was it him saying he knew somebody who no, did No, he this? said it was him. Wow. But he said it was like a, he, he had a little throwaway line that was like, and if you believe that or something, you know. But people ate this story up That's... they loved it and the whole time he's doing it i'm like wait i have that book upstairs Did this really <laughs> happen but no just a tall tale so anyway uh a lot of fun i haven't read the book yet i plan to get to it um but the story was great it's basically about a man who's driving a bulldozer around yeah italy <laughs> so you know uh you'll have your chance to read it april 4th i can read it whenever i want not to brag yeah but i got it because yeah. <laughs> yeah look at us you guys got to become librarians. Or yeah. I think teachers can get advanced readers. Yeah, probably. But usually it has to be like involved with what they're doing. Really? I think so. Yeah. So. Uh, new from James Patterson and someone else, uh, we have a bookshot called Private Johannesburg. Now, I've yeah. read one of the private books. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah. Here's the quirky thing about this one. Remember how we had a oh, bunch of boy. them canceled? Remember yeah. we had a bunch of them canceled? I can't find any record outside of my advance notice here that this book exists. Like, I'm searching for it by ISBN, so never by get title. This. So it's possible that this is one of the canceled ones, too, and we, they just haven't got around to notifying us. So take it with a grain of salt. There may or may not be a private Johannesburg coming out <laughs> April 4th. Yeah, someday, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll play it by ears. Um, speaking of Patterson's book shots, or maybe it was James Patterson himself. Nope, I got nothing. I guess I just, he's so ubiquitous to this podcast yeah. now, it seems, that I just think, oh, we got some new ones. I saw some new ones come in. Oh, yeah. In our shipment. I know, today. it's constant. So, I told my brother Steve he needs to read up on James Patterson so we can yeah. do a James Patterson spotlight you next Remember time how it used to just say, we were talking about how it says Jimmy Patterson yeah, presents, it's now at the top and everything. Yeah. Now it's, there's just kid books coming out, and it, in the, it's now hidden like in the corner yeah. on the left side, just like a little like star where you normally would see yeah. like an award, and it just says Jimmy Patterson presents. Yeah. And so it's no longer like a. It's just crazy. There's yeah. so many of these now. I, I don't know. know what's the i mean besides the, the money you know, what's the, the point the treasure hunter books look pretty good yeah kids like those a lot to I, hear him tell it james patterson it's i mean i'm sure money is a is a vital right to to the enterprise here but i think it's also him like giving other authors a leg up if that's what it is yeah i like that yeah but like i just don't he's he's incredibly generous as far as like you know, giving things to libraries and, and small indie bookstores book yeah. and stuff i mean he seems you know it seems like he's doing good work well know? great now yeah. we're the bad guys for tearing him down every week uh, hey i've always said that i like james patterson okay <laughs> anyway uh lisa scottaline coming back with a new one one perfect lie this is coming out april 11th lisa scottaline a favorite of our retired auditorium director eileen texa so yeah. eileen if you're out there your lady's back with a new book. Eileen, if you're out well, there, well, she's out there. She be? She's out there somewhere. I just don't know if she's listening. Oh, Maybe sure she yeah. is. Hi, Eileen. <laughs> uh, a handsome stranger moves to the small Pennsylvania town of Central Valley, and his name is Chris Brennan. He's applying for a job as a teacher and varsity bas- baseball coach at the local high school, and he looks perfect 
on paper. But his name <laughs> is an alias. His resume is false. And Ooh. everything about him is a lie. Yeah. And he has a secret plan for which he needs a pawn on the baseball team. Okay, here's the thing. You're reading Crazy. this summary? Yeah. Like you're accusing somebody of all this. Like you're attacking them. Like, like me and personally? So, and he has a baseball oh, no. team, huh? Mm. It just... It seemed like you had a personal investment in like this person's downfall. Well, I mean, he just he looks so good on paper. I guess it was just pretty big letdown. Right. That's all. Uh, you gonna go see the Shack coming out in theaters March third? Probably not. Have you read the Shack? Yes. I picked up the Shack. Is it they they say it's real? Is that a thing? Is what? it supposed to be a true story? The Shack? I don't know. Okay. It didn't read like it. Okay. And I don't remember seeing any based on a true story. Okay. No, it's not like nonfiction. It well, reads I know it's like, not, yeah, I know it's fiction, look, but I thought that the whole thing was like, like not well written fiction. Okay. And it's just it's a little too like I mean it deals with the dark subject matter. The yeah. the the man goes to that shack because his daughter yeah. is killed right. and they never found the body. Right. And so it's like this very upsetting life changing thing for him yeah but like all the interactions with god are just so i don't know clunky so on the yeah clunky on the nose like yeah it's this is this must have been very easy to write oh i see that's how i feel huh so all right uh but hey you know what tim mcgraw i think he's the yeah. one doing the soundtrack so sam worthington sam worthington's in it yeah anyway. you know what i saw that and i thought uh, not Sam Worthington, but Sam Rockwell. And I was like, really? Sam Rockwell in the shack? <laughs> I'd see it if it was yeah, Sam that Rockwell. Could, but then, I saw, then when I saw Sam Worthington, I was like, oh, he's, yeah. pretty, he's pretty bland. Yeah, he doesn't turn down a picture. Yeah, there's a reason I would have cast him as a Hal Jordan right. back in the, like, 2008, I think. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He kind of has a Hal Jordan Green Lantern look. Yeah, I look. can see that. All right, let's move to large print for a minute. Okay. Uh, Monaghan's Massacre, book two in the Trail West series, written by the long-dead William Johnstone. With a little help from the much alive J.A. Johnstone. Did you did you put in the, your own words the long dead? Yeah. Okay. William That's Johnstone. probably one of the word the ruder ways to say somebody's been gone. Well, he's just he's been dead so long. The long past. But the books just keep coming out yeah. with like a big giant William yeah. W. It's not even like William John Stones. Right. So okay, do with that what you will. The greatest Western writers of the tw- oh, writers though plural of the 21st century. The accidental gunslinger Dooley Monahan has quit wandering and settled down to a farmer's life. But when the itch for adventure gets too strong, he packs up and rides west. Along with his horse, General Grant, <laughs> and Blue, a dog who's too smart for his own good, duly rides for the Black Hills to strike it rich in the field gold fields of Colorado. Mm-hmm. But fate has other ideas. When trigger happy happy. When trigger-happy Dobbs Quig <laughs> gang holds up the Omaha bank, Dooley is mistaken for one of the robbers, and a price is plastered on his head. With every lawman in the territory hot on his trail, Dooley has no choice but to join up with the murderous outlaws. Probably he has yeah. other choices. If the hangman doesn't get him, his new friends will. Mm-hmm. But Dooley won't turn back. With Blue and General Grant at his side, Dooley will make his fortune. Come right. hell, high water, and everything in yeah. between. Because when you're Dooley Monahan. Yep. Trouble ain't far behind. Sure. <laughs> that I didn't make that up. That's what That's it says. Silly. That's what it says. All right. Um, you know this thing, <laughs> this thing that sometimes that I'm like, oh, you're you love this book. You're a big fan of this yeah. book. You know, um, and it's usually a joke. It's usually, yeah, usually a joke. Usually you say something is like, why would I be a big fan of this book? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's been funny in the past for right. me. Okay. But I also think it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Because right. then when I find something that I think that you're really going to like. Right. I don't believe then it. Then you don't believe it. Yeah. So I guess with all that in mind, 
I think this one is right up your alley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next one, right up your alley. All right. Uh, I believe you this time. Okay, you know what? Because yeah. you explained it Do. to me. Uh, Kelly Long, does that name ring a bell to you? You read any of the other books? Okay. No. Well, this is uh, the third book in the Ice Mountain series. I know you like these ice adventure stories. Okay. The Amish Heart of Ice Mountain. <laughs> do, do, am I right? Two Amish, you know two Amish I, hearts. I'm on Amazon. I'm seeing all her previous books. Yeah. There's a, yep. So maybe this Amish one. Romance. So maybe yeah. I got it right. Oh, okay. there's a, she has one book called Heart's Truth. Okay. Heart spelled H A R T. Oh no! So you know that heart That's is a the character's per- right. name. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, oh, the Amish bride of Ice Mountain. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is the Amish heart of Ice Mountain. Heart Amish spelled heart spelled correctly. H E A R T. I know. Uh, Young healer Sarah Mast always hopes for the best, but her betrothed's return from working Englisher oil rigs is confirming right. her worst fears. She no longer recognizes Edward King as the honorable man who's been courting her, someone who now wants his people to sell their precious mountain land to a drillage company. And no matter how appealing his touch, she can't see a future for them. Yeah. Until a misunderstanding and the laws of the old order leave them no choice but to wed. Living together in Sarah's simple log cabin, surrounded by the love and faith of the mountain Amish, Sarah and Edward will have a heaven-sent chance to truly know each other yeah. for the first time. Six dollars on the Kindle. That's all it costs you is it six dollars? Amish Heart of Ice Mountain. Book oh my three. gosh, yeah. So you got to read the first two. Yeah. All right. Uh, this person says Kelly understands the human heart and writes about it with beauty and resonance. Well, there you go. Uh, she has a book called, uh, hold on, I found it. It's another, uh, Lily's Wedding Quilt. Okay. You can't get married without a quilt. Oh, you sure can. See, I don't want to make fun of this stuff because there are people who just love this stuff. Yeah. They, they want romance. Yeah. But without all the, oh, that was they're, something I did. They're my Star Trek books, right? Yeah. There was something, that was something I didn't bring up. The, uh, the young adult book I read, yeah. uh, Every Hidden Thing. Yeah. Uh, the two characters, spoiler, uh, they do get married, <gasps> and their wedding night is described. What? Yeah. Wow. So I go in for the dinosaur, yeah. the dinosaur book, and here I am reading about two, I don't know, they, I don't know how old they are. They're yeah. just getting married to- Of legal age. Yeah. Hope, I assume. Yeah. And uh, because they have to get married so they can discover a dinosaur bone, they can discover the Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton without their fathers. Because now they'll be married and they'll be I their see. own agency. They'll be their own. And they'll team up with this person who's funding dinosaurs I uh, see. exploration. But it's just like, like, I read a Nicholas Sparks book. Yeah. And the sex scene in Nicholas Sparks was not as descriptive as this paleontologist romance. Wow. So I tell you, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is still going. Three pages in. Steamy. Not a dinosaur in sight. <laughs> I can't wait for them to like, wait a second, what are we doing? We gotta go discover the Tyrannosaurus Rex. We can kiss later. Oh, boy. Too much kissing, let me tell you. A lot of kissing, not enough dinosaurs. Um, So I'm saying, there are some people who probably just want the romance without all that kinky paleontology lovemaking. All that extra stuff, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, tell me what's on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, Sure, sure will, sure can. I'm sorry about all that. That's okay, (laughs) that's all right. Uh, ooh, Chemist got pushed down to 11. Oh, Chemist by Stephanie no. Meyer. Oh, no. Uh, I know you don't know her in real life. Well, I'll be there to pick up the pieces <laughs> in my fan fiction. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how when you two have to, like, I like the one where you guys are exploring the pyramids yeah. for the ancient mummy tomb. Yeah, that's a good and, one. And, yeah, and, like, you get that trapped. That was my second, I think. Yeah. So. I, I really liked it because you, like, you're trapped in there. I like the yeah, claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah. But then you also realize that 
maybe you're a little afraid of loving too yeah. much. Well, and it forced us to really rely on each other as well. Yeah. So, you know? so yeah, broke broke down a lot of walls. I like how you emerging from the the pyramid. The pyramid was yeah. kind of like the love is finally about to yeah, flourish. Yeah, the love like, blossomed. And, yeah. yeah. But then it was after that that we went to the jungles uh-huh. where we rescued the priest who made Right, I remember that, jungles. yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Michigan Flynn, Michigan the, Flynn. Mis- Michigan yeah. Flynn's and the Meyer Chronicles. Yes. Yeah. So really yeah. good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, so the New York Times bestsellers list for this week. Let's see what uh, is the top 10 hardcover fiction. Okay. Uh, you got A Gentleman in Moscow, number 10. This hasn't been on the top 10 in a while, but it's been on, it hasn't left the list. It's a Russian count undergoes 30 years of house arrest. Hmm. You'd read that. Sure. Yeah. You're big into people having house arrest for years and years. I'd go crazy Am after I? 30 years. Would I'd you? have to have lots of guests. Do you think you can throw a party when you have a house arrest? Yeah. You just can't leave the house. You can do whatever you want. So I could invite people over. Yeah. Like criminals. Oh, yeah. Like, say I got like well, arrested for like gun trafficking. Yeah. And then I had a party, but it was just to traffic guns i guess it depends on the the details of your parole but i don't think you're allowed to like associate with other okay felons sure well then i would just throw regular parties yeah the regular party like a dungeon and dragons party or something that's fine yeah yeah wait are any of the other players former felons yeah we can't do that well they're felons but we're using dungeon dragons as like a rehab program like we're still no darn it even with good intentions you can't do that okay all right what's number 10 uh, a g- gentleman in Moscow. Oh, that's uh, oh, Stephanie Meyer. Number eleven. Thirty years okay. of house arrest. Yeah. Number nine. Yep. The Mistress uh, by Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele. Now, I don't think we're going to have as many books about mistresses this week. I think oh, okay. The Mistress by Danielle Steele is the only other one. We had oh, Death's Mistress. Mistress. Yeah, Death's uh, Mistress. Yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> number eight, The Prisoner by Alex Berenson. Mm, okay. I haven't, has, re- I haven't read those books, right. but I know. And them. you've never finished The Prisoner. The, the, the old show, uh, Patrick yeah. McGoohan show. No, I haven't. How, is that how it's pronounced? That's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number seven. Be ready. I'm ready. Small Great Things <gasps> by Jody Picoult. Oh, yeah. Toads. Toads? Little toads. Toads. When I was a kid, we used to catch little toads. They're small. They're small. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> we let them go. Okay. That's yeah. good. Uh, number six. Oh, this seems kind of One low. time I left one in the front pocket of my overalls and my grandma found it. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a little rascal's childhood. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> What's that, this? In- Woo! That would have been the early 80s. And then you're like chasing the she toad cool. around? She was fine. Okay. She was fine. Um, I like to imagine that the, like she was having a very important party at the time. Yeah. And like. But it she, was like a full size bullfrog covered yeah. in mud. <laughs> yeah. And jumped like, right in the punch bowl. Yeah. Jumped yeah. in the punch bowl, maybe on yeah. like one of the guests' heads. Yeah. And they, they did that thing where they go cross eyed a little bit and yeah. then look up. Yeah. Look up. Like, I say. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so number six, it feels kind of low this week, but I wonder if it's going to go up because of Valentine's Day, two by two by Nicholas Sparks. Mm. The subject of today's podcast. Shh. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, number five, The Whistler by John Grisham. He's going nowhere. No, he's not. He's not leaving this list going for anything. Going nowhere fast. Oh, you know what? Currently reading the Pelican Brief for the Patreoners Book Club. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> uh, number four, The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Yes. That's also not going anywhere no. anytime soon. No, it's not. It's, uh, How many weeks? Does it say how many weeks on the list? 26. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, half a year. Six months. Did you say half a year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I was thinking months sorry uh hey we t- this one has gone up this week two weeks on the list the girl before uh by jp delaney this is the sadistic architect oh yeah who builds a modern house oh, that man. controls its young female Ooh, inhabitants boy that threw me for a loop last week it sure did yeah 
You could handle it. I know. Though, I to be fair, you were also drinking something was, at the time. Yeah. And spit it out all over the Sadistic place. Sadistic architect. Yeah. Just the last word I expect you to yeah. say. Yeah. Well, Sorry. it built you an elevator. Oh, that would be great to get upstairs. I'm afraid it only goes down. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sadistic. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, number two, Never Never by James Patterson. Well, sometimes, though. And Candace Fox. Isn't that right? Never Never. No, I, I know what I'm saying. No, like, never has he ever written a book by himself. No, okay. <laughs> um, so it has... A little asterisk here. That means okay. that the book above has sold equal amounts. So it's essentially number one. It's tied at number one. Jimmy P and company. Good uh, job. New this week. Right James behind Patterson you. Enterprises. What was that? Right behind you. What? By Lisa Gardner. Never, uh, never do that again. <laughs> okay. The former FBI profiler, Pierce Quincy, and his partner, Rainey Connor, foster a girl whose older brother murdered their drunken father. Oh, my gosh. Now, eight years later... He is killed again. Lisa Gardner, she writes pretty dark books, I think. That's my understanding. I haven't read them. Okay. Um, and that's the New York Times bestsellers list. Wow. Uh, do you want to talk about the Grammys at all? That's it. Yeah. Are we going to yeah, do an us... episode on the Grammys? We didn't. No, we didn't. Last year? We, we talked about our favorite albums yeah. last year. You want to hit me with the top winners? Well, I can tell you that David Bowie What's won the year? David Bowie won five awards Wow. Uh, this year uh, wow. uh, posthumously. Do you know I used to call it post-human? Like posthumous? I didn't, but it doesn't surprise okay. me even a he, little bit. He uh, won Best Rock Song for uh, his song Black Star. Did you like the Black Star album? Yeah, I just bought it. Nice. Um, we have it in our collection. It's good. It's weird. It's it's very bluesy. Hmm. The song Lazarus is definitely the best song on there. Okay. Very uh, depressing, but there's a lot of other good stuff on there. Um, but this is the first time he's won Grammy for music. Really? Yes. He had won them before for Best Video uh, in short form, okay, uh, and he won a lifetime achievement award, but he's never he had never won for music. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, he won best five. Let's see, album of the year goes to Twenty Five by Adele. Adele, mm-hmm. yes, uh, Adele won big this year. She won record of the year, song of the year. Uh, but you got best rap album is the Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Lemonade by Beyonce won best urban contemporary album. Specific. Yeah, I don't. The the Grammys to me seem like the most I don't know, arbitrary in terms of their categories. (laughs) Like, best urban contemporary album. I guess I just don't... Best solo country performance, My Church by Maren Morris. But then I don't see, like, a best band country performance. Anyway, Mm. best rock song, uh, Bowie. Best new artist is Chance the Rapper. Traditional pop vocal album. Okay. (laughs) Summertime by Willie Nelson sings Gershwin. Willie Nelson. Interesting. Uh, I'm trying to dance. I, d- I did watch. I was watching when 21 Pilots won for Best Pop Duo. Yeah. And they came up in their underwear. I Is that, that what happened? That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they won for that. Rock album, Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. You're pretty. Dang, that's That wasn't me fishing, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, R&B song, Lake by the Ocean. Okay. Uh, country song, country album, New Age. Oh, boy. I just... Maybe I'm old, but I'm very uninterested in most of these. Yeah, it just goes on. Yeah, it does. I couldn't do this. I it sure does. Uh, musical theater album goes to The Color Purple. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Score soundtrack for visual media goes to Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's a pretty weak score. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm bored. Uh, re- recording package. Black Star. Oh. 
uh, okay. box or special limited edition You know, I usually package. do I usually do use this to make sure we have like some of the latest jazz and world music. Uh-huh. I usually pull from here. Well, to, so I'll grab a few of these. Also, look at some of these at the bottom. They have an award for album notes. Interesting. Best album notes of the year. Huh. Historical album. Engineered album. Okay. Remixed, ah, surrounded, surround sound album. Uh Uh-huh. Just stop me. Stop, please. Opera recording. (laughs) Nope. Choral performance and chamber music. Do you think think they do this? Do you think they have like a... They must be like a daytime Grammy Award. Do you you think they have like Snoop Dogg come up to see like... In the best, I, I can't do a Snoop Dogg impression. <laughs> wow, he started to sound. You actually right got away. farther than I thought yeah. you were gonna be. So uh, well, he, he's so funny. He's like, yep. And the best opera recording album is a sniggity doggity. Yeah, core. I, I think it was a better choice when you didn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for trying. Yeah. But I think now it's time we move on to our spotlight. Sure is, because I can't do any more Snoop Dogg impressions. Well, for Valentine's Day, who's the perfect spotlight for us to do? Eric, do you have any suggestions who we should talk about? Uh, Lisa Gardner? No, that's not. Cause she, there's a little bit of romance in there, but what no. What about we, whoever wrote that book we just talked about, uh, The Dark and Other Love Stories? Uh, closer. Closer. Okay. But I think our special guest Peter today, David's novelizations of the Star Trek films. That's actually good, because the romance there is just the love of, of the journey, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. Between a man and his journey. And Picard and Be- Beverly Crusher. Do you want to introduce our special guest? Or should I? Me? Yeah, Introduce myself? No, no, no. You're the special Hi, guest. Hi, everybody. Eric here. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have joining us the lovely Kendra Mickles. Hello. Wife of our regular host, Eric Mickles. Yes. So we already discussed about how it was going to be a third wheel situation, mm. but you shouldn't feel bad for being the third wheel. Okay. Because a lot of great things have three wheels. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's like a true. tricycle, yeah, for true. example. And uh, a one legged dog who needs three wheels to. Aww. It's just the two. Just a oh, one legged. Wow. Yeah, he has one leg. Oh, my gosh. So wheels. he's got okay. three wheels. Why are you drinking my water? Oh, here it starts. Here it starts. Nicholas Sparks doesn't drink his wife's water. Yeah, here's Sparks flying right here between the two of you. Cute. Cute for a Valentine's Day episode, I think. So we asked Kendra to join us on the podcast today because... Oh, wait. Does this mean your wife has to be on the podcast? No, she doesn't have to. Oh, Rude. Now she does have to. Just kidding. Now she does have to. We would be delighted... To yeah, have your wife here. You should There's be so, so lucky. Okay, let's. Well, we'll let nature anyway. take its own course. <laughs> we invited Kendra here today because. She's she's a if world-renowned expert if on Nicholas any, Sparks. Yeah, if it's there's any very more. true. Yeah. I've read half of his books. So. Well, that's... Yeah, maybe you should have just said most. Well, I'm over I'm going to dial back the world-renowned so and just say a so casual fan of Nicholas Sparks joining no. us today, Kendra Mickles. Yeah. A big fan. All right, well, Kendra, how we usually dive into these things uh, is we talk about how we first came across this author. Yeah. So uh, it's easy for me because it was the terrible Nice and Rodanthe movie starring uh, <laughs> Richard Gere and, really and Diane Lane. I know, I know. It's good that you explained to her how we do this, too, because she does not listen to this podcast. This is her first time listening. I actively do not listen. So, (laughs) Eric, what about you? My Uh, first Nicholas Sparks anything? Yeah. Uh, Was it because Kendra made you watch a Nicholas Sparks movie? That was the first time I watched anything, yeah. (laughs) But I think the first time I became aware of Nicholas Sparks was the Walk to Remember movie trailers. Okay. And I remember it was a big deal because, like, Mandy Moore was... Really cool back then, and she's still cool now. Yeah. She might be even cooler than she's she was. She's got a new show. She's totally cool. Yeah, yeah no, she's you don't today. have to win me over and Mandy Moore. He's, she's with yeah, us. Uh, we know. We know. <laughs> um, but I just remember, like, that was a. Th- and I don't think I knew it was Nicholas Sparks. I just remember that movie. And yeah. I feel, I don't know if that was before or after the notebook. I just remember they were, like, connected in their marketing or something. I like, see. one was, like, from the 
people who brought you the notebook or vice versa. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so this is a thing. I guess if we're going deep like that, Mm -hmm. uh, since my first library job, I've known about. Oh, you know what? No message in a bottle. I've never seen a trailer for that. I feel like I've bought my mom almost every one of these for uh, Christmas or birthday, like over the last decade or something. So Nicholas (laughs) Spark is your uh, default mom gift. Yeah, pretty much. As the uh, John Grisham is that. The, the default dad. The gift. default yes, dad gets exactly. a pretty safe way to go. Yeah, it is safe. Yeah. It's a safe haven, yeah. I would say. Oh! <laughs> Drinking game, right? Uh, yeah. Every time we work in a Sparks title. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. That doesn't really count. It wasn't natural because that was just the choice I made. Oh! The choice! Oh, what a, oh, what a, the wedding of comedy. Oh. oh. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, everybody. So you watched Message in a Bottle? You're saying? No, I just remember seeing the trailer. Oh, you the, saw the trailer. Back on VHS. I keep forgetting that one. All right, well, Kendra, what about you? What what began your, your long-standing love affair with well, Nicholas Sparks? Well, I can't remember Oh, if... boy. <laughs> this is starting rough. I can't remember if The Notebook came out first or if I'm I... I'm on it! Or if I picked up The Guardian first. Oh. Um, well, but The Guardian was the first book that I ever read of his, and it's still my favorite. I spoiled that on an earlier episode. Eric got after me. Hey, but. uh... Fun news, I was right. Walk to Remember came out in 2002 in the movie, okay. and Notebook came out in 2004. Ah. I think the book, The Guardian, the Guardian. came out in 2003? You'll have to check It's that. like a drill. You're right. April 2003. Yep. Ha-ha. <laughs> yep. so, so probably around the same time, but did the, you pick the up, Guardian is still my favorite. Did you pick up The Guardian because you liked the movie and wanted I, to know... I must have, like, I must have known his name, but I, I just kind of picked it up at Barnes okay. Noble and thought it sounded good and read it very, very quickly, which mm-hmm. is crazy for me because mm-hmm. I'm a slow reader. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I know that a book is really good, but it's still, it's still one of my favorites to this day. Or short. And I just looked on his website, and it says that they're working on making it into a movie. The Guardian. But, yeah. Oh. But I looked on IMDb. There's nothing. Huh. Like, I can't find anything about it. Probably they just bought the film rights or something. Sounds like it's, it's probably been not Well, it needs to happen because yeah. it's the best. This is a pretty long, uh, pretty long list of works that he has here. I guess I'm surprised that it goes back as far as I it does. I think there's 20. That, I think 2 that by looks 2 about is right. his 20th. Okay. Well, he's got two nonfiction. He's got Wakini, A Lakota Journey to Happiness and Self-Understanding. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And, and then, came out in 1990. Three yeah. Weeks with My Brother. Which I think maybe he even co-wrote with his brother. Yeah. So those those are the two like oddballs, and the rest of them are the the Nicholas Sparks affair that we know and love. Now I see that you got into a bit of a Facebook war, Kendra, <laughs> about somebody saying that uh, yeah all, that all, all the, the movies same. are the same. Yeah, yeah we got you, somebody, uh, and you took issue not with that. All the same. So so we okay. asked somebody their thoughts on Nicholas Sparks, and Michael on Facebook said his only thoughts on Nicholas Sparks was <laughs> stop making movies; they're all the same. Mm. Which is a crazy thing to say because and though though <laughs> they're not Kendra's response on Facebook is a walk to remember is completely different from the notebook. Which is true. They're, <laughs> okay. not, they're nothing alike. All right. If the common theme is love, yeah. I think. Okay. But uh, I'm not different. defending I'm not defending this Facebook user uh-huh. here. But I think without like looking into it, that's what I've always thought. It, I've always I mean, thought that it was like movie poster. They, right. It's like the same. people almost they come together yeah. and there's romance. Every then, book cover is like was like, Oh, today's book cover will be yeah. a swing. Yeah. Next book will be a slide. Right. You know, just Are playground they, pictures. Do they all have sad endings? <laughs> Uh, no. They don't? Not all of them. That's surprising to me because that's what I've... A lot of them do. A lot of them do. And the one you read does. Yes. We should ask her which book she's read. 
whether or not she liked him and whether or not it was a sad ending. Okay. All right. Let's All right. do it. Okay. Let's is, that, is that not spoilery? That's a no, Which it, ones have sad endings? No, because well, you don't know why way they're yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it All right. Does Sometimes she die or does he die? Okay. Yeah. Well, then Some... don't tell us if it's bittersweet. And yeah, we don't want to okay. know that. And then we won't know if okay. it's truly sad or just right. like okay. bittersweet. We're going to start with his October 1996 book, The Notebook. I did read The Notebook, I think. I'm pretty oh positive boy. I read it. Oh, okay. You're not after a rocky start. <laughs> I have to open my Goodreads because oh, I will forget. But I did read The Notebook. Eric Vamp, quickly. Did, did you like read, The Notebook? I read The Notebook. I did I did like The Notebook. And, and I love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Message in a Bottle. I have not read or seen. Oh, that's darn it. Because I really want to talk about Message in the Bottle and the problems with Message in a Bottle. Have you read it? I haven't read it, but I've seen the movie. Oh. And I was hoping that you could... Hit us up. What, no. what are your problems with Message in the Bottle? Okay. I, I came out in 1998. It's Kev, Kevin Costner and Buttercup or whatever. Oh, I gave the notebook four stars. Four stars. So that Princess Buttercup. It. Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> yeah. Robin, 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 Princess Bride. Robin, Robin something. Yeah. Right. Right. Robin, Robin Wright. Yeah. Okay. So it's the, the two book of them. came out in 96. And Paul Newman randomly. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So Message in the Bottle, the book came out in 98. The movie came out in 99. Okay. This was the first Nicholas so, Sparks wow, movie. That's a quick turnaround. Here's the thing with the movie. And I guess, I mean, it's hard to talk Ooh, about it without here's the spoiling thing. it. It was a bomb. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. It cost me. $80 million to make. We actually, oh my, my wife and I actually enjoyed this uh, quite a bit. Like, I mean, quite a bit of the movie. We were like, okay, we're in. It's a little schmaltzy, but we like it. Okay. Uh, and then it's just, it hits this point that's like a really natural resolution. And it's like, perfect. That should be the end right there. And then it goes on for another 20 minutes. And there's yeah. this like tacked on like tragic moment yeah. that I don't feel like he does that. Okay. Sometimes. Boy, sounds like you were calling out for an SOS. I guess. The uh, <laughs> message message in a bottle. Okay, that's that's an so Abba song, a not police? a Sparks book. We, yeah. I thought we were going police. Yeah, different. Okay. So, um Oh, sending out an SOS. Yes. Yeah. So the budget of Message in a Bottle was 80 million dollars. That's a lot. That is the largest budget a Nicholas Sparks movie has had by 50 million dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean Paul, and Paul Newman and Kevin Costner in his prime. I mean, that's yeah, that, this is, is like a pre-Waterworld Kevin Costner, right? So whoa. watch out. Ninety-nine. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, all right. But back to my point here. Okay. Uh, it, it really has. It really does hit this nice moment, and it still would have been kind of like a bittersweet yeah. thing. And then this thing, which I feel like is just connected to nothing. Like it's not. It's not calling back to something that happened earlier in their lives. It just comes, and it just feels like tragic for the sake of being tragic, and is not connected to the rest of the story. That was my issue with two by two. Okay. All right. All right. Actually. So, after- but see, I think that that's. Uh, I think that's. Uh, with Nice and Rodanthe, also similar sort of a tragic, but it's mm-hmm. an earned tragic ending. Yeah, it, it's part of the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. It's not like, what? Yeah. You know, like you're not that surprised and it feels it feels natural. Yeah. Whereas Message in a Bottle was just like, come on. Okay, <laughs> come on. So uh, the next book he wrote Sorry, yes. after Message in a Bottle was A Walk to Remember. That came out in 1999. The movie, as I said, came out in 2002. So, all right. Have you read A Walk to Remember? I have not. We're going to get there sometime. I love the movie okay. with the song in the middle and everything. <laughs> okay. I love that movie. It makes me Wait, cry. is that Mandy Moore? That's, yeah, that's Mandy, Mandy Moore. Moore. Okay. Is it sad? And, uh, uh, yeah, yes. All right. Man, well, it's hard to say sometimes, but yes, I would hmm. say it's a sadder ending. Okay. All right. Any thoughts on Mandy Moore's early 2000s career? I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay. 
Should we sing Only Hope? I probably, I don't know that yeah. Song. Is that a Mandy Moore song? It's the one she sings in the movie, and everyone hates it for some reason. I don't actually know her musical work. Mm. Oh, here, you know her what? acoustic version of Umbrella by Rihanna, uh, but that's I'm, due to my love of Rihanna. I'm pulling out a couple of user responses here. Okay. I have some too, but... Um, Specifically on a walk to uh, remember, Facebook user Amanda says, "My favorite is a walk to remember. Really, a beautiful book and a faithful movie adaptation too. I also really enjoyed the wedding. It was charming and surprising. Mm. Are those the ones that are connected? No, the no, wedding is the wedding is the sequel to the notebook. sequel to the Notebook. Okay. Which, by the way, the Notebook. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but I have one more on a walk to remember. Okay. Facebook user Allison says, "A walk to remember. The only thing about him is that his uh, that his books are usually sad endings." Mm. I, yeah. Well, so. the next book is The Rescue, came out in September 2000. Uh, doesn't have a movie. Kendra, have you read The Rescue? I really hated The Rescue. Oh. Snap. Why did you Which, hate it? Why did you hate it? I get, Wow. I gave it three stars, and that's higher than I thought. It just really depressed me, mm. like, throughout the whole thing. So a okay. sad and it even No. It ends, it ends happy, but just, like, the characters, the situations they're in depressed me. Yeah. I don't know. I okay. just I just felt like down while I was reading it the whole yeah. time. So okay, I just hmm. I didn't like it. Okay, I don't know why. All right, so the rescue, which came out in two thousand, Kendra didn't like, no movie. Uh, next mo- uh, book was Knights in Redan. You no, you skipped, skipped Bend, Bend in the, in the Road. road. Uh, Bend in the Road. I meant came out in two thousand one. <laughs> Doesn't have a movie. Kendra, have you read a Bend in the Road? I have not read a Bend in the Road. Mm. Is it sad? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to guess that yes. All right. Well, the next is Knights in however you're supposed to say it. Rodanthe. 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 All right. No. So this this is my first Nicholas Sparks yeah. anything. So it was the first the movie that we watched. book came out. Wow. Th- this is a long... Yeah. Uh, the Between... Uh, oh, no. Because the notebook was... Anyway. Okay. So uh, Knights in Rodanthe. Yeah. Rodanthe. Rodanthe came mm-hmm. out in 2002. Yeah. The movie didn't come out until 2008. So, Knights in Rodanthe for me is like the first of three things. It's the first time that I was really aware of Nicholas Sparks because in September of 2002, I would have been working my first library job in a public library, and I remember this hitting and it just being crazy. Yeah. Like, do you have the new Nicholas Sparks book? Oh, you know, people <laughs> were nuts about it. Yeah. And then, like, wait. Who's that dude? Just like, coming years <laughs> later. Yeah. Bro, just, where just, is it? <laughs> don't tell me you don't have extra copies because I know you do. <laughs> My wife and I picked up this movie a couple of years ago and yeah. watched it and just hated it so much. That's surprising because Richard Gere is your why... Richard Sorry, Gere is yours and your wife's like actor. Like if people have a song, you guys hmm. have He thinks Ri- couples have actors. I... Ours is who is it? Jeff Bridges. This Jeff is not Bridges. our actor. For some Jeff Bridges. This is not a, What do you mean he's our and we don't even like, like Richard Gere movies. Like how you have a song. No, that's not true. She loves she loves Runaway Bride. Yeah, well, there you go. He's yeah. your actor. You I just guess, follow his I career so. as a couple. It's, okay. Anyway. anyway, but it is a good cast. Diane Lane, Richard Gere. Yeah. I mean, it should be a good movie. But While reading just... the book, I imagined them. Is it yeah. close well, to no, the book? Well, no, I imagine my... You... It is close to the book. It is close yeah. to the book. But I think that it just... The movie, I don't think ever really gets beyond, like, superficial. Mm. Where I think the book really, like, you really... I don't know. You feel for the characters more. Yeah. In the book, it's just like I really or in the movie. I mean, the book, like, wow. and I think I avoided reading it for so long because I just knew the movie wasn't good. Yeah. So yeah, I just didn't pick it up. But I picked it up because you just read yeah. it, and I wanted to talk about it on here, and yeah. I really liked it. Except for, I I don't know. I don't find it believable that after two days they were like in love with each other enough to like. I yeah. Don't know. 
it was just so quick. There was yeah. no like it was just all of a sudden they were like, I guess we're in love. Yeah. So, so I read Knights and Rodante in preparation for this podcast. I read Knights and Rodante. Hey, Did you all right. It? Yeah, I finished it. Okay, so this, this is the one we can. This is the one we can, we can do. I'll talk about it now. My my reasons for choosing this uh, are largely based on page count. That's true. Because I wanted it was to very read, short. Because I wanted to read a it quick was one. Really short. Because yeah. I wanted to read a quick one. Um, and I knew that I didn't. I didn't really like care for the movie, but I'd heard that the movie is so bad and the book is good, and so I was very pleasantly surprised by this book. I gotta say, like I, I was invested in it. I got to the end, and was like, huh, good, because I guess like moderate spoiler, it it there's a tragic element mm-hmm. to the story. But like we were saying, I really felt like it made sense to me, and like given the characters, given what we knew that was in their future, what they were going to be doing. Um, it made sense, and I think it was like it was all necessary. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like, you know, going back, message in the bottle. It was like gratuitous. It was mm-hmm. like now you're get ready to cry, suckers. <laughs> and this one was like it was just the arc of the story, yeah. and that's it happened to have a tragic element. And okay, I accept it. Yeah. I, I think, think the Notebook does that well too, okay. because you it's like a frame story, yeah. and it's got like a, this tragic ending, yeah. but you you you're with the characters. I thought in some ways the the frame story in this one was sort of spoke to some of the weaknesses in the writing mm. because I it it was I mean basically the story is a, a sad basically a sad woman whose husband <laughs> left her right it's yeah. house sitting uh, an she's inn in Rodanthe yeah. yeah she's in sitting uh Richard Gere or not Richard Gere what's his name Paul Paul that okay Paul right. played by Richard Gere he's, yeah he's a <laughs> he's a big like high profile surgeon who like put everything into his career and ignored his family and so like his marriage fell apart and he wasn't a great father and he's coming to this end before going to join his son what in Costa Rica no Costa Rica. It was... Ecuador Ecuador that sounds okay. In some, than Costa Rica. In some place right. like that to sort of work on the on uh-huh. the, uh, the front lines of that sort of yeah. thing. So anyway, they they come together yeah. um, there and sparks fly. <laughs> I think we can say yes. that's not a spoiler. Sparks you know, and blouses. You know they're good. Whoa. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Was that too? No, no. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Right it's on the borderline. Though as again, so. <laughs> though as I said, the young adult book about paleontologists I just read had a steamier scene than Knights of Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Shock. Shockers. I think that, like, Kendra, what you were saying is two days is not enough for them to, like, make life-altering decisions and, yeah. like, love each other and everything. Yeah, but I when felt... you're that old, you can't be, you can't be wasting time. When you're I, that I mean, old? They're in their 40s. I think, yeah. are really in their 40s? Yeah. I, oh, I, I did find them. that a little I read insulting. them much older. No, yeah, uh, they're talking about how she's, like, 45. Oh. And he's, like, a little bit older. Huh. I found that, like, if I was 45, I would find that kind of insulting. Yeah. Because he's like, our lives are over. Yeah. We're, we're 45 <laughs> yeah. and we'll never find yeah. I'm like, well... I guess if you want to like look at it that yeah. way, it's. You're... I think I think it worked. Their connection worked because of the stages they were both in. Like they were both yeah. feeling melancholy, both coming out of like yeah. failed marriages, mm-hmm. um, and like maybe it wouldn't have worked if they yeah. would have spent tons of time together. But they just yeah. had that like intense weekend, and then like went off their separate yeah. ways, yeah. and then the letters and everything. Yeah. So like I bought it. Yeah. And again, I really felt like you know the the you, trajectory you of could the story. See the change in him because at first he's saying like smell you later to lots of people very mm. sarcastically mm. and at the end when they have to depart <laughs> yeah. he says it very endearing it's, it's not like a smell you later it's yeah. very like hey smell you later <laughs> I, I briefly for just the briefest of moments thought that you were going to seriously contribute to, to the discussion on this book and that's on me <laughs> <laughs> but known. oh what was i oh but 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 we were talking about the frame story for a minute there i felt like that was weak because 
it it uh, wasn't written in a way that made sense for her to be telling the story. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's like, sits down with her daughter and she was like, I'm going to blow your mind with this story. Yeah, it's like, oh, and you just had it, a two-day tryst with a guy. But it, but she says that. She's like, I'm going to tell you this story. Like, sit down. Here's the story. And then yeah. it begins with Paul's inner monologue yeah. from his perspective. Yeah. yeah. Not even like she's talking about yeah. I guess coming. I just kind of accepted. Yeah, that. well, I did too. But I thought, oh, that's weak. It, yeah. it made me feel like, it made me feel like that starting with the frame story was like tacked on later because yeah. mm. it, I really wasn't written like you would write a story as if a character was telling it. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of like, oh, that's kind of an amateurish mistake. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, she kept saying like, you need to hear this. Yeah. This this is an important story. And he's like, it's not really. Yeah. Like we could all tell stories about like almost loves that yeah. we had. Well, no, stuff, because, but... because of what happens in the end and it applies to her daughter I guess yeah. she, she's going yeah through. she just wanted to help and her daughter was sad and said you didn't understand but yeah. she does but really yeah, she I didn't have to were... tell the whole story no, she, she just had to tell the end I yeah think, i think it was about like common ground but that's why i, I wonder if maybe yeah. making a full like starting with that yeah. and, and looking back wasn't like we need a few more pages on yeah. this sucker mm-hmm. well, because it, it is could short have, already it is so. but i mean it could have just played out naturally i think that it that yeah. it, but you know, ha- having the payoff with the connection to the daughter, I mean, that's valid. That worked. I just thought, yeah, I thought that was a little clunky, yeah. the, the way that he went into that. So yeah. anyway, you you liked it more than you thought, didn't you? No. You gave it three stars. Yeah, but that's because, like, I get what it is, yeah. but it's not for me. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to, like, suddenly become a big Nick Sparks fan, yeah. but I guess I, there was more there than I expected it to be. I expected a lot more, like, just surface stuff. It was I, fine. You know, um yeah, I don't know. I don't. You, he was reading it and he was like, "So this isn't funny." And I was like, <laughs> "No, no what not I, really." What I realized is, I was hoping like their conversations would be like charming and you know fun to read, but they're not. Oh, they're no. just you're right, solemn and depressing. And it I was, realized like it was all taken very seriously. Yeah, if I was to yeah. read like a like a romance, yeah. like because I would want like wit between the characters. I yeah. would want like a fun back and forth. I'd want to be like charmed by the two of them. Well, let's turn it over to our expert. Mm-hmm. This this story happened to be about like you know sad people from failed marriages. Yeah, stories with younger characters meeting. I mean, is there a little bit more like wit and, and bounce to the conversation? Or are they all like weighty and Every, heavy? Yeah. Um, Your reluctance tells me that maybe they're all weighty and heavy. Yeah. Well, I don't think I think his strongest suit. It so, strongest. What am I looking for? Suit. Suit? Is that what I'm looking for? No, well, that works. Whatever. We'll tell you at the end. I, is, is plot. I think okay. he's really good at coming up with really good stories. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the dialogue mm-hmm. bugs me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I've never like laughed out loud at, yeah. <laughs> at a Nicholas Sparks book. It seems like there's a... I guess what I'm saying is I prefer romantic comedies rather to this like yeah. just heavy romance. Does he do a lot of... Um... I mean, are the characters flawed? Because it seems like the characters I've come across, they seem Kendra's mostly... nodding. Yes. Okay, they are. All right. This is a Sorry, uh, audio pod- medium. First podcast, Because these two seem so, like, you know, so, like, noble and altruistic Here's... about, yeah. like, all their motivations well, like, and all the their conversations Well, like, the one I'm reading right now, I just other. started See Me, and mm-hmm. it's about he, the, the guy <laughs> has been, like, in and out of jail and okay. fights, and, like, yeah. he has a really... Man. Tortured past. The plot I came up with See Me is, I feel like, so much better. Oh yeah, he and, came up with this whole all right, plot. Yeah. Well, it. you've you've opened the door. All right, it's, so a, it's about a blind guy, well, duh. and he yeah. falls in love with an artist. Yeah, and 
they're they're in love and everything. And she's like, yeah. I want you to see me. And he's like, I can. When I feel your face, I see you. And yeah. she's like, No, I want you to see me here. And she points to her, her heart. Of course, she also has to move his hand or yeah, her heart and everything. She she's like, Because that's my art. I put my art up, and that's uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. And you can't see it. He's like, Ah. But guess what? What? He can see her because she takes up sculpting. Ah. And then he can feel the sculpture. I see. And says, I see your your deep soul. Uh-huh. And now I see you. Uh-huh. And she's like, you see I thought me. the ending was going to be that he's not blind anymore, but. Yeah. He's... No, the, the sculpting's more romantic. I yeah, I Because suppose. they can do it together. Isn't that right. kind of the plot of the uh, Hello music video? By Lana Ritchie. Yeah. It's not. It's not. <laughs> wow. Very different from wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Um, that is pretty much. So what here's happens. a theory I have. Here's a theory I have about my wife Kendra and why she likes the Nicholas Sparks books. Oh wow! She's from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure like every other book takes place in North <laughs> no, Carolina. All of them take place. In Do North. they? Yes. Oh well. Um, there you go. Nancy, He's from North Carolina. All of them take place in North Carolina. Nancy okay. on Facebook says his books are written based on people he knows or are acquainted with the grand old state of North Carolina, specifically ah. the coastal region, a truly eclectic region of our state with rich culture. Somebody has a pretty high opinion of North Carolina. <laughs> I guess so. so. It right. is my home state, so I have a pretty high opinion of Well, it. we've already covered The Guardian, I think, which is our next book on the list yes. here. It's amazing. And, and I love it. sad? No sad. Uh, I really don't want to say, okay. because All right. that, I, I think I, I accept All right. I accept. So The Wedding came out in 2003. Look at this. This is his first year. He has two books. The Guardian comes out April 2003. The Wedding, September 2003. And The Wedding is a sequel to The Notebook. Okay. The Wedding is so good. All right. Five stars. All right. I was just like buckets of tears uh, the at wedding, the end of it. <laughs> the Wedding and The Guardian, no movies. Okay. Uh, then he does, in 2004, Three Weeks with My Brother. Yeah. Followed by True Believer in April 2005, which then has a movie. It does? Uh, True Believer does not have a movie. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't think say. so. Sorry. Think so. so True Believer, April 2005. Have you read True Believer? I have not. But True <laughs> Believer, um, the sequel to True Believer is... Where is it? Oh, yeah. I think I read At that. First Sight. Okay. At First Sight is the... Okay. So he wrote the sequel like a couple months later. Yeah. I, when I was reading about that, it was that like he... It ended up... He, like, he was writing what amounted to a really long... Uh, epilogue oh, okay. for the previous book and they were like that's too long and so he just like <laughs> developed it into a full story oh okay so all right so we'll have to skip those two which is what which should is... have happened with quantum of solace out of casino royale but mm. neither here nor there sure i get Did it I see yeah. quantum of solace? yes oh, it's just an extended prologue of casino yeah. royale or uh, epilogue epilogue so after that after first sight that's 2005 then he does dear john in 2006 and guess what he's back in the films baby dear john Channing, Channing Tatum, right? Isn't that Channing, Channing Tatum? Tatum. Uh, and uh, yeah, it is. And, and uh, Amanda Seyfried. Oh, I like her. So. Um, I did not read this because I watched the movie and I really didn't like the plot. Ah, okay. So I is decided the movie. So you got the story. You know the story. Is anyway. the movie sad? Yes. Uh, yes. All right. The choice. The choice came oh, out in two thousand seven. I just read this one too. And the choice. I read like four books in I two know, weeks yeah, in dedication. preparation for this. Yeah. So the uh, the choice came out in 2007. The movie only just came out last year yeah, in 2016. I want to see the movie. All right. Did you like the choice? I did like the choice. I didn't like <laughs> that one's in a frame story, and like the second half of the book, we come out of mm. the story, and that's 
the interesting part to me. Okay. This the part about them meeting and like she has to choose between him and this other guy wasn't interesting. Okay. Ooh. It was like the the third act that mm-hmm. I've found interesting and why I gave it four stars, I think. Mm. Instead of just three. Alright. But yeah, that was another like, whew, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the tears. <laughs> uh the lucky one comes out in two thousand eight and is later turned into a movie in two thousand twelve starring Zach Efron, Zach Efron. as really? a Marine. Yeah. Ex Marine. Huh. Ex Marine. Yeah. Okay. If anybody looked like a Marine in twenty twelve. Nah, I don't buy it. You haven't seen the movie. <laughs> nah, I I've seen Zach Efron. <laughs> he he looks Fine for the part in that movie. Hey, hold on now. Now what I meant, but okay. Our, um, our listeners are suddenly understanding my insecurity on every episode yeah, prior. Yeah, seriously. We were just talking about Mandy Moore. Was I? Yes. You were, yeah. You don't even remember anymore. Um, I read this book and I saw this movie. The choice. No, the lucky. The one. lucky one. Sorry. Um. Both both are really good. I think I gave the lucky one. Both are stars. sad. Not sad. I remember uh, you. Not sad. I remember okay. you reading this one. The lucky one was exciting. The lucky one was exciting. It does get exciting oh, at the end. Well, I like that's when a he twist. does. Like sometimes he has just like kind of nothing happened stories like yeah. Knights in Rodanthe. Yeah. And then sometimes. What about that big storm where it, they had to batten down all the hatches yeah. at the end? There's a yeah. big storm in, and in she the like, lucky one too. she like goes out the door and she's like hanging onto the rail. She's like, help! No. And he's like, hold on! He's Too like much. trying to climb no. that would have off been the floor. Yeah. And then uh, Xavier just explodes. That's, you're thinking of the X-Men movies. Oh, like, X-Men 3! Yeah, you're thinking Oh, of that was a cool scene yeah. though. It was good, it was right. good. The only cool scene. But Amen. that's neither here nor Please leave. The last song? Um, yes, the last song. I was uh, trying to say, oh, sometimes, sorry. sometimes he does like life right, and yes. death stuff, and yeah. that's my favorite ones. That's really? The Guardian, okay. The Lucky One, The Best of Me. But don't those life and death action scenes kind of feel slightly 90s? No. Like, they're, it's what? like, ah, oh, he's falling in the river and so is his dog, and <laughs> hold on to this tree branch. I got the dog. Pull the dog, <laughs> and now, now I'm in the water. If that's what's going on in Nicholas Sparks movies, check one out for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so you like the excitement. Wait, 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 wait. Did he rescue the dog? What happened to the dog in the... <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a dog or something in the lucky one. The marine one, right? He's in the river. Uh, they there's fall not in a the dog. River. There's a child in the river oh. that they're trying to save. You know what? I just I just put in the one I would be most concerned about, about lost in the river. <laughs> the dog. Yeah, if there was okay. a child, I'm like, well, just swim, kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just- Okay, anyway. Yeah. All right. It's a little bit spoilery because that's the end of the book. But okay. All right, so now I need to know uh, if I'm writing a book with romance and adventure. I need to put a dog in yeah, danger. Yeah, a dog. A dog in peril. Yeah. Great title. Great title a also. Dog a peril. dog in peril. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. called the behind the scenes of a dog's purpose. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Timely. Look out. So after The Lucky One, he wrote the last song in 2009. I've heard this described as the one with the turtles. It is the one with the turtles. Is this Miley Cyrus? Yes. Okay. Miley Cyrus and uh, the Gr- other. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Is Liam that Hemsworth. Right? Liam Hemsworth. Ah. Greg okay. Kinnear is the heartthrob. It's what, it's what, got, heart it's what got them together. Oh. Miley Cyrus still and Greg together. Kinnear? Maybe. No. <laughs> I think they're still Maybe. together to this they're day. They're not still together. Miley Cyrus yeah. and Liam Hemsworth? I think they are. They're not. I Nick? Don't I, I, I don't know. Well, you're friends with Liam. Yeah, I'll check. I'll, okay. I'll hit him up on Twitter Okay. later. Um. Yeah, I like this one. Sad, this not is, sad. This is they're they're pretty young the characters, oh, which sad. I I guess is not typical for mm. him. I think okay. they're teenagers in the last song. Sad. You know, I can't remember the ending. Sad if you're a turtle. I don't think so. No, I okay. Think the turtle. So, Dear right. John and the last song came out the same year in 2010. 
the movies. Uh, for movies, yes. Uh, so the next book he wrote was in 2010, Safe Haven. Safe Haven. Which was a movie in 2013. Ugh, after we saw this movie, Eric just kept going around and being like, and this is your safe haven. Like everything was just <laughs> everything safe was somebody haven. That sounds like that would have been funny for, yeah, a, we were like for a, a little while. Yeah, like if we went to an Olive Garden, and be like, this is your safe haven. <laughs> That's great. Also, I would sing safe haven. Like there'd be scenes where the main character, Julian uh, Huff? Huff from Dancing with the Stars, she'd be running somewhere and be like, she's running to her safe haven. Yeah, yeah I could yeah. see it. What's his name? Josh Demel? I could Jumel? see it working. Is, it, is that him? Yes. He's in and, one of uh, those. Kobe Smulders oh. is in it. Yeah. So I've seen The Notebook. Yeah. Which is an incredibly depressing, sad film. Okay. It's, it's so good. It is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. No, oh. it's not. Wow. I'm, I'm There's an, no way. I'm try, at, try all good things with Ryan Gosling. That You'll okay. never recover There's from no that. There's no way uh, that's the saddest thing I'm mad enough seen. to admit that it made me cry. Okay. Did it? Good for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, crying. I was crying so much oh. when we watched yeah. it. That, uh, um, I didn't even see it. Literally so, drowning in her own tears. I, I have watched <laughs> Safe Haven. Okay. And I found it silly. Silly. What? Yes. Okay. That was an, well, that was an exciting ending. What, what a great segue. I'm going to pull up one of your our, uh, listener messages here. Nikki on Facebook says, love the notebook and safe, safe haven. Safe haven. Yeah. So uh, Julianne Huff is on the run from her uh, husband uh-huh. because he's an abusive cop. Okay. Um, but he gets... So no one believes her no because one believes he's a cop. That's like the plot of yeah. uh, Sleeping with the Enemy for yeah. Julia Roberts. You ever seen or that movie? enough. That's intense. With... Uh, J-Lo. Yeah. J-Lo. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So he's a cop. And so she runs and has like, she dyes her hair and cuts it and everything. She, I think she stabs him mm-hmm. and gets out of wow. town. Wow. And who so plays, she, who plays the husband? Just some jerk. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The character's a jerk. Just some guy. Uh, <laughs> and so then it's like, will, will she be safe in this yeah. haven? Yeah. Will she fall in is love? It, well, is it her safe well, haven? Well, guess what? what? She meets a single dad. Oh, no. The, the, the dad is raising these two kids by himself. Doing the best he can, probably. Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, in this safe haven, but, you know, still emotional. I don't think he has room in his life for yeah. a new love. Guess what? Raising those kids. What? He does. He, he uh, fixes her up a bicycle oh. and delivers it to her so oh, she doesn't boy. have to walk. Yeah, oh my goodness. True. Wow. If, if that wow. doesn't say true love. Yeah, I'll it, watch anything it does. with Julianne Huff. It does. She was in Rock of Grease Ages. Grease Life? Let's do it. No, Rock of Ages. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I still Shoot. haven't seen the end of. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Best of Me was written in 2011 and the movie came out in 2014. I would like to see this movie. My problem with this book was that the whole beginning is exactly the notebook. It's mm. like a rich girl and a poor boy get together yeah. in high school and then Two they American are torn apart in and the heartland. Then 10 years together or 10 years later mm-hmm. they come back together and mm. have a romantic week. It's like the notebook. Wow. But the the ending is very different because he the guy like his family is like crazy hillbillies who want to kill him <laughs> so they like keep trying to keep murder him like wow. through the whole book that, that is different i know <laughs> from what i know of the notebook so um what's funny about this is it stars one michelle uh Mahonigan, which isn't f- the funny part but it's, it it's has, a little funny it has james monahan it has james marston in the lead role oh. and he ended up playing the other guy in the notebook, mm. he was the he was the unrequited love in the notebook. Did like a Fozzie Bear over and here. So ah, <laughs> ah. all right. So then we got the longest ride in 2013. Facebook user Cynthia only had this to say: a lightweight. Nicholas Sparks dot, dot, dot. is a lightweight. <laughs> Look out! Oh. And then and then it looks like she dropped her mic. Yeah. I think is what. Yeah. 
happened after this. It depends this. on which one you read, yeah. I think. She's Sounds read like them it. all, and she just, yes. yeah. The one I just see me, we're, we're almost there. Never mind. Okay, wait, so Longest Ride, 2013. Movie, 2015. I think we started talking about this in the podcast. I think we did, out. yeah. Uh, it has Scott Eastwood, which is Clint Eastwood's... I guess this is where like uh, all the young, hunky, soon-to-be action stars get their Alan big break. Alan Alda? Yeah, he is young and hunky. Melissa... <laughs> Melissa... Um, Benoist. Benoist. <gasps> Supergirl. So yeah. Is she the main main person? Nope. It's uh, Britt Robertson. Oh. Okay. Well, Britt Robertson didn't appreciate that. Oh. Well, I would, I don't know. She was Whatever. in Scream 4 doing the best she could. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about now? I lost track. Best Britt Longest Robertson. Ride. Longest oh, Ride. Longest okay. Ride. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, I started reading this one, but I did, I did finish no it. No dice. Okay. Uh, next book was See Me. And there is no movie to see me because it came out in 2015. And the last Nicholas Sparks movie, which was The Choice, it came out in 2016, cost $10 million to make, only made $23 million. Look out. Here's a fun fact about the Nicholas Sparks movie. Mm -hmm. The highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes is The Notebook with 52%. That's crazy. And then every- Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams only get 52%. Well, it's Rachel McAdams, so- Oh, what did I say? <laughs> you said Amy Adams. I, would, I get their names I would rate Rachel McAdams a little higher, I think. Rachel McAdams is great. Like, I would rather see a Rachel McAdams movie than an Amy Adams movie. Probably, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Rachel okay. McAdams- Rachel McAdams is one of the so underused, underused actresses of our time. She I makes think. weird choices. And the guy... I think Hollywood has made weird choices for her. Well, okay. The guy who plays the old guy, what's his name? Ugh, well, now I have to look it you up. You do have to. Is it uh, Adam West? No. All right, well, that would have been funny. We got to talk about See Me and 2 by 2 and then we got to wrap this up. All right. See All right. Me. I just started reading See Me, yeah. and I'm really... I'm, I'm only like 100 pages in, but I'm really liking it. It started really well some of sometimes they start kind of slow okay. until the two people get together but right. this was like it starts with from the perspective of, of this guy that's like stalking her yeah so it's like already like and, really and intense. two by two sort of wrecked you didn't it i did not like two yeah. by two it Which was is really funny disappointing because it is we talk about it every week it's it's been on that best sellers list got forever power. yeah <sighs> my problem was it was it was about 200 pages too long. Mm. Ooh. Like that's always And the awful. whole and the first 200 pages is what the premise is. Like you if you read the inside cover it says that he loses his wife and mm-hmm. you know his life falls apart. That's the first 200 pages. So it's just like you watch their marriage fall apart for 200 pages. <laughs> Great. And it was really depressing. And then after that, the next 200 pages it's like okay, he's trying to you know, cope with his marriage falling apart, and then he does the whole sudden tragic thing that okay. I didn't think needed to be in there. I just wanted it to be a father-daughter story. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Hmm. It was like four different things. Okay. So I found it very, de- very depressing and then sad and then depressing again. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like, according to you, stay away from 2 by 2 and The Rescue? Uh, yeah. And somebody just... Coming in blind. Hey, I want to read a Nicholas Sparks book. What I would do, say The Guardian. Because the that's Guardian. My, that's my favorite. Okay, not one of the more iconic ones. You go. Well, The Notebook is really good too. Okay. What about The Lucky One? Um, uh, The Lucky One is good. All right, but your gut says The Guardian. Okay. Yeah, that's my. That's favorite. the way to go. So, okay. Um, James Garner. Oh, I love James Garner. Yeah. He's the old guy. Oh, the that's movies. Fun. They keep making tons of them, but if you look, they're yeah, it's like one a year grosses. basically. 
they just they can't get over the 120 million mark worldwide. Yeah. Um, and like the best, the most, the one that made the most money was Message in a Bottle, but it cost too much. It was yeah. 80 million dollars. Well, that was 18 and so years ago. Have, yeah. And then you have the Notebook. Short, it cost only 30 million. So like that 115. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean. Nights in Rodan. Oh no, that's Dear John. Uh, I mean, a lot of them only they realize like, hey, let's only spend 20 million dollars yeah. on these by casting young up and comer. Yeah. And that was a good idea because they were starting. But it seems like. Maybe yeah, it seems couple. like the star power has kind of gone down. Though James Marsden, Best of Me wasn't that long ago. Well, The Best of Me has a pretty bad review. It only has an 8%. <laughs> it seems like it's Safe Haven is one of the more successful ones in recent yeah. years. I liked Safe, Safe Haven. Haven. I liked one. the movie. Best, so, best movie adaptation, Kendra? I'd say The Notebook. Okay. Or A Walk to Remember. Right. Those are my two favorites. All right. Those are the ones everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna say Safe Haven. If you want to cry, those <laughs> are those when are I when I need a good cry, I put in the Notebook. Okay. Uh, so are you gonna? <laughs> wow. Well, good news. The Notebook is getting a follow-up TV show on the CW. Oh, oh I heard that. To yeah. be announced. Yes. Yes. On the date. We yeah. don't know when, but yeah. the CW will the be having a CW. Yeah. Oh please. Where you, else? You both are loving Riverdale. That's the place yes, to get. I do love Riverdale. Yes. I don't. I don't want the CW to make. Well, they're gonna make them both vampires. So. <laughs> now that I would watch. <laughs> yeah. That I would watch. All right. Well, I think we got it. Yeah, we sure did. I think we covered Nicholas Sparks. We sure did. All right. Are you gonna? Are, will you ever read another Nicholas Sparks book? Eric? No. <laughs> are you ready, Kendra? Or like when the next one comes out in one to two years, are you gonna be first oh, yeah. in line for it? I'll okay. keep reading. You're them. committed. Yeah. All right. I don't think I would pick up another one, but. Having having read one, we're and, not the target and, audience. No, but having read one and liked it, I have a little bit more, like I don't know, respect for them now. Yeah. I think because that one was it was solid and, and not really one of the better ones according to like the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Well, one of the shortest ones. Yeah, one so. of the one of the if not the shortest. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, I actually I had picked up that in the wedding, and the yeah. difference was like fifty pages, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna stick with Nice and Redante. <laughs> So. But that worked out well, though, because then all three of us had read the same one. Yeah. And we could dig in there. Sure, so. dug into it. All right. Well, thank you, Kendra, for, for joining us, yeah. adding your the extra weight oh. of your expertise yeah. to, yes. to the and podcast. Hey, smell you later. <laughs> oh, you've changed. Yeah. Just like a Nicholas Sparks character. <laughs> oh. That's beautiful. Just like quite, quite the arc. Yeah, it was. It was. Sure well, let's, let's talk library news, Eric. What do you have coming up? Anime Club. That's the place every to Wednesday. be. I know. Up in the new teen loft. Up in the new teen but loft. But we're just saying the loft. Right, we're not you saying team loft loft. It's okay. It's fine. It's one interchangeable. It's like saying panther and uh, leopard. At the you, you know you know one is the yeah, same. Sure. Yeah, I heard. They're a little heard. different. Nope. Okay. They look different. Though. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. I don't. Right. I'm not gonna get into this. All right. Um, we got Anime <laughs> Club 5:30 to 7:30 every Wednesday night, and uh, the next movie we're showing is Trolls. Ooh. And that's gonna be what is it? March. Yeah, both first, to the calendars. First Friday in March. Yeah, March third. March third. We're showing uh, trolls. Okay. Having an anti Valentine's Day party tomorrow. That's on funny. Valentine's the 14th. Day, three to five. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna watch Labyrinth. It was the only like age appropriate movie I could think of where like the love there isn't a love story, oh, okay. but it's like kind of because David Bowie's like. Jennifer Connelly, come fall in love with me. And she's like, I hate your labyrinth. I still mm. haven't seen. That I haven't movie. seen it either. Yeah, you're both. We keep saying we're gonna watch it. No, well, we're we uh, the book clubs are currently reading the Pelican Brief by John Grisham. Kendra, I haven't started. You haven't it yet, started, okay. but I'm. That's I'm all right. Doing it. You're committed. All yes. right, that's great. Uh, contemporary classics. We're just winding down on the Underground Railroad. That meets on the 21st. 
And then after that, we'll be yeah. moving on to the Nest by Cynthia Diabrick Sweeney, as we mentioned. I would just like to say yes. that everyone should come to book club because yeah. it's so fun. Thank you. And I go every month That's all and I'm I saying. look forward to it every yeah. month. So everyone should come. Yeah. It's been busy. The yeah. last couple of times we've had like drag out chairs and it's been really, it's, it's a happening really place to be. It's a happening yeah. place to be. And if somebody young and cool like Kendra goes, I yeah, know. she's hip. Then, she's with it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I know what all the cool kids are saying. We've got our family movie coming up on February 18th at 10 30 in the morning. We're showing the Disney's Cinderella, the classic 1950s oh, animated boy. Cinderella. You know what? Is that 1950s? Maybe, yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, we didn't think anyone would come to the movie showing we're doing of uh, Nomeo and Juliet. Uh, you didn't think anyone would and come. And tons of people I decided to come. Would, so. Nomeo and Juliet as the Valentine's Day film. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> we show a family matinee at 1030, uh, the third Saturday of every month. So I can't remember what next month is, but it'll be great, I'm sure. Yeah, so, I can't remember what it is either. Yeah. Uh, uh, our senior matinee for this month coming up on February 28th at 2 o'clock, Roman Holiday. Yeah. <gasps> That's so, a good one. Good. Yeah. Join we us found for out that. we didn't have Roman Holiday, Sabrina, or Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. in our collections. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, we had to stock up I on like Audrey Hepburn. And Tiffany's, which I know yeah. is controversial. But... Your segment is over? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to read the book and hated it. Oh, so really? I haven't yeah. seen the movie, though. Yeah. I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Sorry, Melissa Joan From Hart. Archie Comics. Sure. No, the the show. Have I? I'm I'm still holding that hope she's going to show up as Sabrina on I Riverdale. Think she will. <laughs> they they've mentioned he says because the guy is the one who's writing the Sabrina comics. Yeah. He's the one in charge of the show. He says his he plans on having her come show up. Do you think though she she's just going to be like a goth girl who's into like Wicca? I don't know. As opposed to like actually magic. I, I don't want know. real magic. Yeah. You want, want like a moment where she's like, I don't frog. think, I mean, the show is eerie and weird. Yeah. I don't think it would be that hard to have like a so magic character. What if it was just like an, like she says, all right, I'll see you later, Archie. And he like turns around and she's just gone. She's gone. And I like, it. was it magic or was it, I love it's it. just foggy in Riverdale yeah, all the time. Yeah, so. foggy. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, well, remember foggy. to uh, rate us on iTunes. That helps people find us. Helps a brother out. Uh, you can <laughs> retweet it on Twitter, share it on huh. Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show. You can find yeah. us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. And then we're always just here at the library. So you can come hang out with us. Great. Now that we're in work. Well, that's it's called the official podcast. Of the yeah, David but we could, be, we could be working somewhere else. Oh, we that's could be, true. Uh, we, could we could be on retainer. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually, we, we record from a, a boat yes. and it just floats around. Yeah. Collecting uh, guest stars. Yeah, we guess. collect guest stars. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, usually members of our immediate family yeah. <laughs> or people who work hey, in we're this gonna library. Be, we're going to be putting down anchor so, yeah. outside of uh, Newburyport. Yeah, right outside so. Eric's house. Uh, All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us, Kendra, and we will see you all next time. See you later. Bye, podcasts.